If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Well, I'm homeless this week. I didn't have no bags to put the clip in. I didn't have no boxes to put it in, nothing like that. I was moving all my other shit around, and goddammit, the clip got lost on the truck. So this week, it's about finding yourself, okay? Sometimes you got to look around and see what you do have and just make do with that. So although I did not have my clip of the week this week, you know what I do got? My God-given mouth. God gave me this mouth. I can talk. My tongue moves. My teeth work. My lips work. I can make a word and speak on it. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to speak an encouraging word. It's Black History Month, right? And one thing you got to know, like the late, great DMX said, I'm going to be a nigga for life. So I ain't show up with no clip of the week this week. And we still made it work. Welcome, everybody, to the goddamn Friends (laughs) on your weekly look at all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a thrown together clip of the week? Okay? Nobody. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Francesca and Asante. How you doing? Good morning. Everyone looks good today. How y'all feeling? We feeling good. You feeling know? good, feeling great, feeling great, yeah. feeling good. How are you, friend? I'm good. Dustin, I want to know how the move is going. You ready? You feeling good? You showed us your apartment. It is stunning. Yes. Shout out to the marble in your kitchen, personally. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy, y'all, and just... Just happy and grateful. So I love my new place. You know what I'm saying? It's time to get in there and get settled. Um, Yesterday was actually moving day. So Ah. all my shit is over there now. Uh, I'm just over here because they didn't get a chance to set up the uh, internet at my new spot yet. So I came over here to my old spot because it ain't the end of the month yet. Bitch, the key still work. So I came over here because I ain't cut the internet off yet just in case they was tripping getting started over there. So we got us a show today, y'all. It worked out. So all that to say, it's going good. Going real good. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Well, let's jump into, actually, no, before we even jump into our segments, tomorrow Uh or today, for those of you listening on the day we drop, it's another live stream, another friend zone live stream. (laughs) That's right. 
We back with another Wednesday wind down. Right, another Wednesday wind down. For those of you that follow us on Patreon, we will be live streaming, like we said, the last Wednesday of every month. And so that is tomorrow or today, like I said, depending on when you're listening. What's the day? The 23rd, February 23rd, Wednesday, February 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. That's 5 p.m. if you're on the PST on the West Coast like me. (laughs) So leave work early. Fuck that job. If you're on the West Coast, leave work a few minutes early so you can join the live stream. And don't forget, we are having a special guest. So y'all know we're going to be talking more mess. I'm excited. Absolutely. And it's not Crystal because I know Crystal promised us in the last live, but she actually has school. Yeah, she yes. has school, so we're going to get That's her. That's a piss poor excuse. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get her on another day, but we definitely have another friend of ours, so it's going to be super, super fun. Um, but definitely join us. We'll be posting the link, as always, in our Patreon. Uh, we'll do it the day of, early in the day, so you'll have that ready and, and ready to load. Can't wait to see you. It'll be fun. We'll chill for like an hour, which is what we did last time, and we had a blast, so yes. we'll see you there. Speaking of can't wait to see, I get so tired of this damn um, ping pong paddle ass mic guard in my face every time. Oh my you know God. What I'm <laughs> we record the show. I be feeling like this motherfucker is right here on my face. Like you can't see nothing. It's just like covering my whole damn face. It's God, literally damn. like trying to talk into a tennis racket. And that's why I'm always like moving away I from know. it. I'm like, uh, no, thank you. No more like, tennis hi. racket. And mine <laughs> yeah. ripped on the edge. It's raggedy. I got to get a new one. I want to try to see that. if I can, we can get the like. The one that comes up below us, so you're kind of, you know, you can see your face and the mic is just a little bit lower as opposed to in our face like this. Because it is kind of annoying. I told you I'm getting a little crook in my neck from kind of trying to accommodate to the side. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's like but you it whispering in somebody's ear at the club for two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> God <I> damn. <laughs> Let's jump into this week's Black Business, shall we? Mm -hmm. So, friend of the show, Jessica Jones of Food Heaven. Remember? My (laughs) My girls. So, if you listened to last month's episode of The Woo, you see that I had... Actually, it was this month. I don't even know. A month we're in, child. (laughs) No, last month. It was January. Last month's episode of The Woo, I had Jessica and Wendy of Food Heaven, formerly Food Heaven, easy to discuss their pivot into real estate. If you've been following their work online, you've seen that they made a major pivot. Both of them have constructed new homes for long-term rentals, Airbnb, you name it and it was really fascinating to watch because neither one of them well actually jessica had a real estate license so uh-huh. this is kind of like a passion project for her but for wendy she was kind of doing this from scratch just winging it figuring it out and ended up with an incredible condo in the dominican republic that you can wow. now go and check out on airbnb but jessica's um house she built a house y'all joshua from scratch. On five acres of land in Joshua Tree, which is so beautiful, so inspiring to see. Like, imagine building a house from scratch, totally from her imagination. And the house you literally just have a playground to build. (sighs) It's like boho Scandinavian. How long did it take for the house to be built? I was, I think, if you listen to the episode, I think she said it was definitely like a year, maybe less. 
And wow. honestly, a lot of it were the the issues with the ports and the supply mm-hmm. issues that are happening right mm-hmm. now that kind of yep. made it take longer than it probably would have under any other circumstance. But it's ruining everything for so oh, many. Oh, it's projects. made it so hard. Yeah. So she was talking about just even trying to source glass for the windows, mm-hmm. lumber, you name it. If you're someone who was curious about a project like this, want to know how much money she spent, contractors she worked, how she even made this happen. Definitely listen to the episode of The Woo because she was very transparent, um, which I appreciated. She broke down everything, even the dollar amounts, who she spoke to, where she found them, how to get this project done. Definitely check it out. Like I said, this was this month's episode of The Woo on Patreon.com forward slash The Friend Zone Podcast. That's um, right. I but, love Wendy and Jess. Shout out to them. Yeah. Shout out Aren't to Pooh Heaven. They are the best. And I'm going to Joshua Tree. I'm renting. I'm going to the too. DR2, but I'm renting the house in Joshua too. Tree. <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah. like, let me carve out a well, weekend let's go ground, I'm on friend. the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> but her, her house at Joshua Tree is called Jewel Crest Joshua Tree. Um, mm-hmm. It actually was just highlighted in Architectural Digest. So that should tell you wow. the levels that she's on with this because it really is a beautiful house. For those of you that are on Patreon, here's some images. Beautiful. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Stunning, right? So if you want to stay there, if you want to check it out, you can go to airbnb.com slash H slash Jewel Crest. That's J-E-W-E-L-C-R-E-S-T. It is a beautiful dessert getaway. Dessert. You hear me? I must be hungry. Desert getaway. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely check it out. Show her some love. Um, What I loved about the article, too, if you want to check that out. It's called, hold on, I have it right here. Jewel Crest is a safe space for the black community in Joshua Tree. And that's on architecturaldigest.com because she had uh, been staying, like most of us love Joshua Tree. And she found that there was never any black people in the listings when you look through Airbnb or the the long-term rentals, never Never any black people. And she thought this would be kind of cool <laughs> to be the only black person to have land out here and create a space that's like dedicated to us and our needs. You know, so you feel like whenever you want to go hang in Joshua Tree, you know, you have this beautiful black owned five acre land that's I don't for us by hanging, us. Though. Okay. Cause I, cause, cause I don't want to call it hanging because I will say this. When I was in Joshua Tree, we brought the black people with us. So the fact that she said it ain't no black listed, she is right. Do you understand me? Ain't no black nothing. Okay. Ain't none. So I'm happy to see her. I'm happy to see her have a, a, a footprint in the sand out there because I am telling you, it ain't, it ain't no trees to hang from, but I was looking. Cause I was oh like, my God. This is nice. But it's so beautiful. I'm so Mm -hmm. happy that she's doing this. As y'all know, I'm like a huge fan of Joshua Tree and just taking time out to stay out Mm -hmm. there for some weekends. So check it out. Jewel Crest on Joshua Tree. That's actually the Instagram account too. Jewel Crest Joshua Tree. That way you can look at pictures. The the link is right in the bio of the the Airbnb link. So you can go and check that out as well. So the finishes are beautiful in the home. It's gorgeous. Do you see the patio, the covered patio with Mm -hmm. the projector screen? Mm -hmm. Fran, not a detail was missed. I'm like, she she really did it. Oh my God. The tin, all that shit. Like, it's amazing. I can't wait to go get in that that pool. I can't wait. I'm so excited, honestly. And, And she, 
just to see that this is something she did from scratch to me is like the most inspiring part. It's just like, wow, girl. <laughs> like, yeah, very inspiring. How did you even come up with this design? Like, it's just, but like I said, she answered all those questions. So shout out to Jessica Jones. Shout out to Wendy. I love Wendy and Jess. They're, They're so just the bomb. best. And that's it for our Black Business of the Week. Y'all ready for the recap segment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Last week's episode was what you talking about, Willis. Thank you, Dustin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shoot the shit episode. No hot button, no segments, just whatever wanted to come through. Um, and as always, those of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? Uh, I actually wanted to throw it back to the MCU episode, Marvel Credit Union, and I <laughs> chose a comment from the Patreon streets. I would like to shout out to Crystal because when she she brought up when you were talking about the Sonic run, she said <laughs> the Sonic run had me remember how my kids ran like Naruto when they first started running. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm over here cracking up. I remember, for, I didn't watch Naruto when I was younger, but I remember everybody running around with their arms like back like that. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? And it was because of this damn anime. So it was funny when you brought up the Sonic thing. And it was funny that you tied that together, Crystal. So shout out to you. What did you find out there in them streets, Fran? And, and also shout out to all the parents that were saying... <laughs> That their kids run like that and they have to ask them, like, listen, just run like that at home. Don't do that at school. <laughs> Keep it inside. <laughs> right? Keep the weirdness at home. I think it's funny, though, that these kids love Sonic that much. Um, I am in the SoundCloud streets and Gary Benjamin Holt Jr. said in Mariah's book, she did insinuate she wished she worked it out with Nick. She said their issues weren't that severe. It was just that their egos really tore them apart. So... Mm. I don't know if Gary's saying that there's a possibility it might be um, interest on both sides. I don't know. When did she write that book? <laughs> What's the year I don't know, that? but I feel like the, the chapter is closed, honey. All them goddamn kids, that motherfucker. <laughs> I don't even know, like, what's she going to do with them? Them ain't even the step kids. Them step, oh, you got to step over all them children. There's so many of them. Like, how do you, what can they do at this point? Can you imagine I mean, breaking you up with your? Know. Can you imagine being in a situation where your ex, right? I ain't talking about no four children. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about four. I'm talking about nine. How do you even? How do you even <laughs> step parent nine children? How you get to know them? I don't think you can nine children. I don't know. So good but luck. You know, I mean, I, hey, love maybe love the love. Stranger that things strong. have happened. Stranger exactly. things have happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like the generation before us, you know, they used to be, you know, fucking a lot. Like I feel like I used to always hear about people. What nothing from else to do? <laughs> right. So <laughs> I don't know. Worldwide web and broadband and shit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, nothing to do maybe because he, maybe because he's so <laughs> into wanting to have all these kids he has an inkling of how he's gonna take care of all of them and mind you i don't care well not i don't care but i don't know how any of this would work out anyway but maybe nick feels like there is something that he could do and maybe whatever conversations him and mariah have had leads him to believe that and we're missing because i just because for whatever right. reason i don't see how or why i just don't yes but I'm you really do because to... you've seen the the picture too so we ain't gonna pretend like we don't I mean, know how <laughs> He I mean, definitely got an access. Of course. Pass, you know what I'm I saying? I mean, uh, yes, of course, but like, you know, he got a wristband. 
<laughs> to get in. But I but I did see a clip of course where, my he, horse. where he was clarifying and explaining that. It was a clip that I think Carrie posted on Twitter where he was explaining of course Carrie. Of course, <laughs> Shout, out Carrie. Carrie. Shout out to Carrie. They got <laughs> Carrie on, on Twitter. He said that um it wasn't so much that he's trying to get her back as much as it was him sharing on the song what he went through and how he messed up just straight up like i messed that up she was my dream girl i literally had the best situation possible and still was being greedy wanted more ruined it now i can't get it back and he wanted to make a song about it he said and it was that's how you like, get her back you don't get it back from the song. You get it back from the explanation of the song. See, this game being played here. Y'all got to peep it. You know what I'm he saying? Trying to be she like, don't give know? a fuck about that song. <laughs> but if she hears you speaking from the heart about it, telling her how you, you're you trying to atone, you understand what I'm saying? You know. You might be able to throw the bone. So, you know, it's worth it. I say, let's go for it. So and speaking of kids, Kiki Wyatt, I saw she's pregnant again. <laughs> wow. You know. <laughs> what number is this? 45. <laughs> you I know, I'm s- amazed. Like, all I have to say is congrats. Wow. No, but honestly, the considering how hard it is for women to give birth and like all the scary stories you hear about, especially black women giving birth, to know that she's given birth, like, what is this, 10 or 11 times? And like, wow. More Listen, power to her. One day. <laughs> women are going to forget how to give birth or they're just not going to do it naturally no more. So the fact that she right. is just out here, it's easy for her. Go ahead. Keep repo- And then I, as a gay man, I'm not having no kids. So have as many as you please. And as you can take, as you can take care of, just please yeah. don't fuck them up. That picture with all of them. Some of them look like, man, it's, <laughs> Yes, there need to be some conversations had. That's all I'm going to say. I, you, you know, like there are some things for that family to be discussing. You know, it's her business. That's what I'll say. Because I ain't even going to sit here and lie. It's beautiful that she's having all these shit. It's fucking ridiculous to me, right? To me. But it's great that it works for her and she can do it. Cool. You know what I'm saying? But ain't no way in here. Like I said on Instagram or Twitter, rather, do you know how much oatmeal she, do you know how do you know how many pieces of toast she has to cook? I Think mean, about I that shit. I'm wondering in this economy, how do you have ten kids? And, but you, you know what? Both of you are onto something very important, right? Forecasting. As we get older, we see markets open up for all these people that are having all these damn children. So if you're trying to figure out what you're going to be, there's going to be jobs for therapy or therapists. <laughs> you know, like there's just Not so many. When, when you watch all these people having all these kids, I just think to myself, like, I wonder what industries are going to boom as this girl as they get older and what happens. And then you wonder why people are walking around bumping into walls and being bad people to each other because there's no like, how do you nurture and really tap into the personality and the, the needs emotionally right. of 11 motherfucking children. Cheerings! It's true. Eleven my grandma had 10 and they're all batshit. I'll tell you that. Mm. Every single one. <laughs> Every single I like, one. Like, and, and, and it's nothing against nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm just mean like now in 2022 when you make mm-hmm. a choice like that, it's different. And thank God that 
she's visible. I hope that equates to like financial resources to support that. And I ain't heard her ask nobody to help her take care of her kids. So I want to be clear on that. She's do- like the uh, like that song. Sisters are doing it for themselves. She's doing it for herself. OK. Yeah. And they're all together, which is beautiful. They sure was in that room. I, I just like <laughs> how big was the cop? All I could hear was like. You know on Beyonce's song, um, um, Be Alive, from King Richard, that's nominated for an Academy Award right now? Yeah. There's a section on the song where she'd be like, do you know how high we had to fight? <laughs> like, like, God damn, all I, could, all I could, do you know how much we have cried? How hard we had to fight? That all I could do is think about Kiki Wyatt's kids singing that part out with their heart out. Because God damn, mama, you gonna do this shit again? <laughs> Again, like I just, you got to stop the pipeline sometimes. I don't understand. Then I would be looking at him like, this has Ooh. been my mama for a long time. She didn't have all So you fucking on my mama and she got all these kids. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Not you fucking on my mama. What have you done for me lately? You know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of example have you set for me, for my little brother or sister or both? Because she might have a multiple birth. You never oh know. So I, I just, for mm-hmm. me, it's just a lot of, it's just a lot, th- a lot of things to think about. All I think but that's is also like why she's I don't been have pregnant kids. for so many years, you know, when I think of that. Again, do you know how hard we have to fight? Years. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm stuck. Please. We have cried. <laughs> how hard we have to fight. <laughs> That's how you, the kids, it feels so, so, so good. The kids are begging and pleading. Do you know how hard? We just like, started, Dustin, please. please. And Kiki ain't stopped. We might have just started, but Kiki ain't stopped. And that's what the problem is. And honestly, I don't know if she's got it. I don't know that if she's That baby going to get up how and walk out. How old is Kiki Wyatt? I'm curious. And and that's why I feel like she's going to stop. She just don't seem like she's going to... She seems healthy, so she don't seem like she's going to stop. That baby is in the womb right now, plugging up fallopian tubes and doing the work done. That, that, that's a DIY baby at wow, this point. Wow, we're the same age. <laughs> oh, shit. I told you she is not stopping. Kiki's 39. Holy. Kiki's... I'm here worried about having one. <laughs> at my age. Because I feel like I'm older. They can't never go nowhere in the car together. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. How do you get every ta- every time they go out to eat? Sprinters. You know what I'm saying? It's like a group. Everywhere. Sprinter. I, everywhere. I just. No, Not I, a I don't sprinter. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but some of them are also older, too. You know, it's not. I, they probably don't even like live at home because they look big in the picture. But speaking of kids in mm-hmm. the house. Thank you, friend, because I, I held it back. <laughs> I held it back. Thank and you so knew much, to keep moving forward. Thank That's why I love I you. Know, the, the, pregnant, the pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't get in this case. Like, the bitch on pause. God damn. Uh, Ain't so you tired of hearing <laughs> a cry? I get tired of hearing shit. When I hear noises in here and in places I'm in, I call and get it fixed. She will never stop hearing the cries of an infant. And then she going to hear the older kids, like I said, do you know how hard <laughs> we have cried? <laughs> like, I'm telling you, that's what's coming. Them kids, I've had it. Her family, her mama. You can only be so much of a grandmom. I would have told they, they ain't coming over here. <laughs> Period. No. 
I, it's just you know, but that's me though. I ain't got that's no kids, a, my like, my um my partner is one of eight, and mm-hmm. he said when they were little, people hated when they would come over. <laughs> He's like the aunts, uncles, grandmas. They was like, God damn, because it's oh, eight no. of them, you know. <laughs> wow. See him coming in the driveway like. <laughs> And then they can't like come in terms because then somebody's gonna get mad. Why they get to go? And everybody gotta eat. Everybody gotta have shoes. Everybody gotta eat. Thanksgiving eight plates. And you gotta make your kids feel special as individuals. You know what I'm saying? You gotta pour into them. Uh, Even eight. They had a show about that. Eight is enough. Eight. We can get with that. You know what I'm saying? We didn't heard that. (laughs) Eleven. Eleven. That's the news. That's a television news. Eleven. Pixel. That's a that's that number is is not for the number of children you have. You understand what I'm saying? That's just a bit. It's a stretch. She's her, old I'm school. Sure. Maybe her family's big too. Because I know that affects people Ooh. how many kids they want based on how many kids their family tends to have. My family tends to have one to three. So. <laughs> There yeah, were four was, of us, and I thought we was pushing it growing up. I used to be like, God, <laughs> Swiss Family Robinson and shit. Like, I used to be like, Damn. <laughs> And it was four. Eleven? I used to love the Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> well, if I was straight wealthy about it, I would have tons of children, but I don't have to do any of I that. I mean, yeah, so. if you have the money, if you have the space, if you Your have kids. the help... Your, your kids don't even get to enjoy being rich kids if you got 11 of them and you rich. Money only goes so far. And unless you got like... like, like Y'all know how much it costs to raise a child. Like, so if you're but not rich, even the money, the time, I think. It's right. yeah. more so the time. Like the, the one-on-one care, nurturing. Fortifying, I wonder how it's possible. Yeah. I do wonder in, how it's possible. Getting to but know I their, their personalities. Families. Right, I be thinking about Shameless. Yeah. Well, I know they was poor as hell on Shameless, but it was like they had little buddy systems where it was like, you know, some kids kind of related to more than others. So it was like, I know it's a lot of y'all, but y'all <laughs> gotta love each other. So pick one or two, and y'all be the unit, but protect everybody at all costs. I don't know shit. <laughs> like I said, I ain't have to practice. I don't know. I wonder what those conversations are like in like the Wyatt household. I used to I'm say y'all be fighting each other. My mama had eleven kids. I'm sorry, sister, you can't tell me shit. Period. Like. <laughs> Once I, once I, once I make 18, you know, that's what you don't say turn 18. Make once I 18. make 18, I said, I'll be looking at my mama like. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the Cause video. Cause it's all her fault. You know what I'm saying? It's all her fault. So her and my daddy. Anyway, those are my thoughts. But this is per- the perfect segue because this episode is going to be all about kids None mm-hmm. of us have the any. Pro- they bringing a the proud family back. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> None of us have any, but we've all been kids. We all know the effects of how our parents raised. Like, we know the effects of our parents raising us or not raising us. Uh, we know all of that. So I know a lot of times people are like, when people mention kids and y'all don't have any, you don't have the right, da, da, da. But I'm like, yeah, but we were all kids once and we know what happened. <laughs> so I thought you. it would be great. <laughs> I thought it would be great to have an educator, a certified, gentle parenting, positive discipline educator come on the show to speak to us and give us systems and strategies. And it was so fascinating because when I put out the prompt through our our social media asking parents, or not even parents, but just caretakers, people who are maybe new parents, considering being parents, um, whatever the configuration 
if they had any questions for Natasha, Natasha Nelson, who is our guest today. And I kid you not, I have at least 400 DMs. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is the emails. The Patreon had like 20 something comments i mean it's it was it just really let me know that there's such a need for these conversations and it made me really happy that we're taking the time out today to get that rolling i mean by the look of the questions because i thought oh you know maybe a lot of them will be similar and i can kind of group them and and ask her questions from those different sections but honestly there were so many different questions (laughs) things that i didn't even consider or think of and it really let me know that like we really might have to do a part two mm-hmm. <laughs> with this because i want to make sure that we cover everything that people are yeah. going through with children and everyone seems to just want to be a better caretaker at the They're end sick of the day of, they are really i noticed it was so many like so even when i shared the tweet right yeah so many responses and i just was blown away by how sick of their children people are people are really <laughs> sick of their children. And so I think it's a great <laughs> the pandemic. For us to have. The pandemic isn't helping. It's made it very hard. You've seen stats of divorce, abuse. I mean, you name it, because people mm. are already struggling with their own mental health. And then right. to have to worry about a household, honestly, I more power to the parents, honestly, because this pandemic, my mind just take, you know, trying to make sure I'm good. I can't imagine having to consider multiple other people. Uh, throughout the past two or three years and parenting is just hard someone yeah. i saw someone tweet one day you know however hard you think parenting is it's harder mm. <laughs> like you literally have no idea just the overstimulation the trying to be good uh even when considering the trauma that you might be carrying yourself you know from yeah. how you were raised and trying not to project that just so many layers. So I'm excited to have Natasha. She actually is jumping on right now. Hey, HBCU fam. Get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Hello. Hi, Natasha. I was looking to the side because, of course, right at the time we supposed to record, my daughter was like, hey, mom, because that's what happens when you're a mom. Uh, but my husband got it together. So, hi. Hi. Welcome on the show. We're so welcome. excited to have you. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Super excited. So, yes. Now, Natasha, what would you rather we call you? Should we call you Miss Natasha, Miss Nelson, Miss Nova, S&M, Nova Mama? I'm Tosh. I'm Tosh. Tosh. Part of this whole making 
positive discipline accessible to black people is being me. And my friends call me Tosh, so I'm Tosh. Well, welcome to the friend zone, Tosh. <laughs> welcome to the friend zone. But right before you jumped on, we were kind of just uh, prepping our audience, telling them why we thought it would be a great idea to have you on. And I was mentioning how when we sent out the prompt to our listeners to you know, in case they had any questions for you, because I wanted to carve out a space where we could focus on that, like a Q&A for our listeners. But honestly, we were so overwhelmed. Like my DMs, I was telling them it was like 400 plus messages, our Patreon, <laughs> Twitter, email. I mean, we were inundated and it made me realize that instead of carving out a section I think we need to dedicate this entire episode to the needs of these parents because I thought, you know, oh, if I kind of group the questions, maybe they're similar, but they weren't. Parents are going through so many different things Um, and not just parents, but caretakers, aunties, uncles, adoptive parents. I mean, you name it. There's so many different configurations in these homes. And so I wanted to make sure to cover as much as possible to make sure that this episode is as useful as possible. But before we get started, welcome, Tosh. We're so happy to see you here. <laughs> welcome I to am the so friends. excited to be here. Yes. <laughs> so, so I want to yes. jump in personally. Like, if you could just talk to us. I sent you some questions, too, just so that you yes. can see where I was going to start off the, the show, um, just to kind of get you warmed up. But I'm curious, how would you define positive discipline and what it is that you do for those who are completely unaware of this phenomenon that's taking place in the world right now? Absolutely. So first off, let me say, like everybody said, you know, they call it gentle parenting. They call it positive parenting. You you hear all these different names. All of them usually are the same ideology. All of this Mm -hmm. is, you know, the idea that we want to make our children feel more respected um, we're not trying to hit and yell at them, and we're trying to have a more gentle way of parenting our children. Uh, where they differ is basically how much balance is how I feel you have in it. And for me, the reason why I chose positive mm-hmm. discipline was the balance. Because yes, I want my child to feel respected. And yes, I want my child to feel like they have autonomy of their body. But also, there needs to be some balance, and I don't want no entitled, spoiled-ass kids. And so (laughs) (laughs) you have to have a balance there. There has to be limits and boundaries. There has to be consequences that are put in place. And so positive discipline had the kind and the firm. It had methods that taught parents how to still have the firm and still be respectful and loving, and that was important to me. Um, And it's based off Adlerian theory. Alfred Adler was a psychiatrist who studied back when Sigmund Freud was studying. They were actually colleagues until Mm, Adler said, no, you tripping. I don't like what you're talking about. And he went a different way. (laughs) um, But basically the, the basis of that is the idea that all humans, not just children, because children are humans, have a sense of wanting to have a sense of belonging and significance in their community. And Mm. want to feel capable of taking care of themselves. All Mm. humans. And when they don't have those two things, when they don't have a sense of belonging and significance in their community, or they don't have a sense of being able to take care of themselves, they misbehave. Um, And we see Mm. that in our lives. That's been proven. That's that's what we're seeing. I I tell people all the time, 
Kids don't just misbehave. Y'all adults be misbehaving all the goddamn time. So, (laughs) well, (laughs) and so, and so that's the idea and the basis of positive discipline. So I'm so curious, Tosh, how did you get called to this field of study? Because you are so good at it. I've been following you on Twitter for years. We've been following each other and engaging on Twitter for years. And I've always been fascinated by this field of study because kids are can be overwhelming (laughs) and the patience that you show because Tosh shares videos from her ring videos right of her interactions with her kids and it's very transparent there are days where you don't have it you know Mm. you you're very honest about that but there's also (laughs) days where you do have it and you're able to speak to your daughters calmly walk them through their tantrums and misunderstandings you show the way that you create activities around the things that they're processing and feeling and I'm just like what a wealth like a well of knowledge that you share on the timeline and I think you're the one who stands out to me the most. I think you've gotten people considering gentle parenting, especially within the black community. You've made it a conversation piece. You brought it to the forefront. So I'm curious, where did this interest come from? So it's going to go on one of the other questions. So I'm going to answer one of your questions that I know you want to ask me later by answering that. Um, Okay. I had a really rough childhood. Um, my mom was, had seven children. I'm the oldest of those seven children. There are five different fathers of those seven children. Um, mm. I was conceived on my mom's graduation night to keep sweat. Don't stop the love. Hey, <laughs> I might want to do that too. That's my jam. Don't stop the love. Hey. <laughs> I can't. My mom was raised Jehovah Witness. Like, so when she, yeah, so when she actually, <laughs> so oh when God. she got pregnant Hold by up, full me. stop, full stop. Here we go. Field service, assemblies, all those yes. things. You, oh all my day. God, Tasha, girl. Yeah, and, and okay. my grandma was like, serious, serious. Yeah, like, yeah. my grandma was like, we doing field service every weekend. Yeah. We waking up at 4 a.m. to go knock on doors. <laughs> And so, yeah. And so, and my mom was the rebel, right? So Mm -hmm. she, she, you know, she was sneaking out. She was doing Mm -hmm. her thing. I'm a war baby. My daddy was a Navy, some some type of Navy person. He was on leave, Mm -hmm. snatched my mom up with the cool Mac, got on her graduation (laughs) night and then peaced out, right? So, (laughs) and my mom don't know anything. Like my mom was, those stories you hear about the girl who gets up here and doesn't know what's happening. That was, my, my grandma was super Jehovah witness. And so Mm -hmm. those conversations and stuff like that just didn't happen. And so my mom was a 18 year old who thought she knew everything, knew nothing Mm -hmm. and kept having babies, kept having kids and on and on. And so I had a really rough childhood. I have, you know, sexual trauma, I have abuse trauma. I have so many things. And then I was the oldest. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had to, I was the surrogate mom and I was helping to raise my siblings and I've Mm -hmm. even spanked my own siblings and there's trauma from that. Um, I tell a story all the time and I'm, I guess trigger warning, but, um, my most, my most vivid memory of a spanking is not even my own. I had to, my brother, he was, you know, those kids that run from the whooping and mama can't never get them cause they mm-hmm. running everywhere. Yeah. My brother was that. And my mom would get so mad. She would make me sit on him so he could get mm. his whooping. So you're having to sit on someone while they're getting hit with a belt or a switch. So mm. 
with that, I, I at first, to be honest, I said, I ain't having kids. I was like, I'm going to be that fly auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I was a, I moved to Germany with the military, and I was, I was like, you know, I'm going to be that fly auntie to drop by, <laughs> give gifts. That's going to be me. Um, and then while I was in the military, the military really tries to promote, they don't do like, you know, beatings, but they do corporal punishment where they, they call it smoking the soldiers, where they'll have them like doing push-ups and squats and overhead arm, all these different exercises until they physically can't go on anymore. And I was like, that's stupid. I'm not doing that to my soldiers. Uh, that, that's what I said. And then they were like, okay, so what would you do otherwise? And I said, well, there has to be, you can give them consequences that have nothing to do with making them sit here and exercise. That's dumb. I could like, we could be having them write papers. We could have them come earlier to formation. If they're late, shouldn't the consequence match whatever they did? Shouldn't it be relevant? Mm. Um, and so I started that program in the unit, um, wow. a different type of, discipline and and at that time i didn't have the background of study that i have now right mm-hmm. that was just me being like this is dumb and i'm not doing it right uh, just intuitively so, it was yeah. something exactly. you felt cool to. so interesting and so my soldiers they're so funny now because we all keep in touch so the soldiers that i i took care of when i was in the military and now they're like so you just do it you positive parented your whole life huh <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, but from then on, when when I got really me and me and my husband were married for five years before we started being like, oh, maybe kids, you think maybe. <laughs> um, and then when I was like, yeah, I could see a little joker walking around looking like you. It was like, <laughs> OK, but I don't want to bring all of that mess we brought. Yeah. We, we've had on us because my husband is Jamaican and Panamanian. So listen, mm. listen, shout yeah. out his. <laughs> His mom told me in kindergarten, they said something about him either being dyslexic or having ADHD. And she said, no, never mind. And she sent him to Jamaica and had them beat whatever that was out of him. She oh, said, they got, they brought him wow. back just fine. I'm not so, even surprised. <laughs> so, so we were both like, how do we not bring that to yeah. our kids? Right. And for mm-hmm. me, that's a lot of research. I'm a researcher. Um, and so uh, what what y'all don't know is the reason why me I followed Fran for so many years is because I be on my woo woo shit too. So <laughs> I was <laughs> shout out to us. <laughs> and so I had decided I wanted to do you know doula, breastfeeding, baby mm-hmm. wearing, you know all of that. Um, and a part of that was Montessori. Uh, a lot of the people who were doing mm, those things were talking mm-hmm. about Montessori. Mm-hmm. And so when I looked up Montessori, it's very close to you. You you you're gonna lead to positive discipline starting with Montessori because it's very much what they call child led learning. You're yep. allowing your oh, child wow. to to lead you into what they need next. They they show mm. you. You know when they put their hands in their mouth, you know they need something to eat. You know yeah. when they start crawling, you know they need tummy time. So it's very child led. And so that. But I'm a studier and a researcher. So when I was doing the studying and the researching, the people who were involved in that were like, oh, well, you should look in positive discipline. And that's what got me to positive discipline. And I'm thankful because some of the other things I was looking at, I was like, this ain't me. I'm 
I'm, I respect my child and my child should be able to tell me how they want to brush their teeth. I'm not, my child is an entity of their own. And if they don't want to brush their teeth, their teeth can just rot out. <laughs> that ain't, and I, that think, ain't and I think just from the messages we've received, it seemed like that's the misunderstanding about <laughs> gentle parenting that I saw. Actually, one of the questions I have to say is it cracked me up. It was an educator that said, and how are we supposed to deal with all these free kids? <laughs> because they think that it means that these kids are just out here being unruly saying whatever doing whatever yeah. and nobody's disciplining them but i think that's the the miscommunication that's the misunderstanding so i'm excited yeah. especially in our community there, there was you, you know man. there was a lot of oh this is white people shit or someone even actually and no judgment we're learning we're all learning someone mm -hmm. sent in a message saying i feel like this is just a trend it's just an online mm -hmm. trend where everyone's saying, oh, I'm not going to hit my kid. I don't talk to my kid a certain way, but it's it's not practical and it's not useful and nobody actually does it in real life. It just looks good online. <laughs> and there was a lot of that, you know, look, people look, thinking it's just a trend. They need they need their ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> I call it unmet needs. Obviously, they got unmet needs. They got unmet needs, Tosh. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> they, because so I have a saying, Dustin, it is that misbehavior is communicating unmet needs um, mm -hmm. because there are in Adlerian theory, there are four pivotal needs that they feel like people need, need to have in order to prosper, you know, be a human of society. One of those is power, right? We all need mm. to feel like that we are in control of our bodies, in control of our lives, in control of our days. Another is attention. I love attention from the people that I love. You know what I mean? I love to feel a sense of belonging with the people in my community. Another one is to have your feelings validated. And when they mm. are invalidated, you know, you might want to get back. You might want to get some get back there. Uh, and that's called our revenge core, <laughs> core feeling. And then the next one is being capable, feeling like you are capable of doing things, of taking care of yourself. Mm. And yes. if you don't have that, you have that assumed inadequacy. So when people misbehave, we say one of those needs isn't being met. You know what I mean? So if you don't feel like you're getting enough attention, you know, you might act out. You know, if you don't feel like your or feelings are being out. validated, you might act out. <laughs> might right. If you feel like too. you don't have any power in your life, you might act out. And if you feel like you're not capable, you don't feel confident in what you're doing in your job, in your life, you might act out. Right. Uh, and so that's how Adlerian theory looks at misbehavior. Okay, so here's my first question. And it's one of the ones that I sent to you. Mm -hmm. How does this, how do these systems and strategies work when you're in a multi-generational household? Mm. Or even if it's not the household itself, but, you know, there's some people that their parents watch their kids while they're at work yeah. or the aunt yeah. or the uncle or another caretaker who doesn't agree with this especially old school parents who are looking at this like what are you talking about gentle parenting how do you keep that system in place how do you have that conversation with them and how do you keep sort of like a uniform treatment of your child if it's going to continue changing from household to household how do you work with that so I, I love that you asked that question in a way you asked that question. So for me, uh, I know everybody isn't like that, but for me, there's never one way to answer this. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to depend on you as a parent. So if I'm a parent who's like, nah, ain't nobody touching my kid, everybody doing parenting the way I do parenting, then you're going to have to cut some people off. It ain't nothing to cut them. That's you, real. You know, you ain't going to have your people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, if you're, if you're more of a balanced person like me, here's what I believe. The world is still the world, even though my house is still my house, right? Mm-hmm. So... Even outside of my mom, my aunts, my all these other people, when my children go to school, not every last one of their teachers mm-hmm. are going to be positive discipline teachers, right? Now, I am going to offer each teacher positive discipline classes for free, and, right. <laughs> but <laughs> right. not every last one of them will be a positive discipline educator. When they do an extracurricular activity, not every last one of those people. They're going to meet people in their lives. They're going to meet children in their lives who are not aware of positive discipline and they have to be able to know how to navigate those spaces. Mm-hmm. So in everything, there's balance. I would sit down with my children and be like, okay, you know that grandma don't play this. So what do you think you should do? Let's problem mm-hmm. solve this. If you know, you know, in my house, you you have a space where you can jump and you can play, but in grandma's house there's plastic on the couch. <laughs> so what do you think you should do instead? When you mm. go to grandma's house. I love that you offered that, Tosh, because one of the major, um, I shouldn't say criticisms of this discipline style, but one of the major concerns, I'll say, is that these 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 children kind of uh, morph into adults who are delusional almost or out of right. touch with reality when it comes to the real world. And the fact that somebody will slap the shit out of you when you step outside on the sidewalk without without concern, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you, so I guess that, I'm glad that you said that because you really just answered it. It's all about balance. And the yes. importance of that is I, I love the, that you're making that a part of this conversation so that people don't think that you're raising or, or encouraging children to exist as if, What's going on in the real world is not going on. There are other people who parent differently, who expect have different expectations and also have a different set of consequences so that you yes. need to be prepared to deal with. So that preparedness, that, that component of the preparedness, I love that you introduced that. Absolutely. And you have to you have to have those conversations with your children yeah. and you have to deal with, you know, how your children are going to feel about that. You know, I was just, I just tweeted this weekend. My daughter saw a little girl get spanked for the first time and mm-hmm. boy, wow. they, it was almost like somebody got shot. We, they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> no. <laughs> amazing right because because for us because you know we're so desensitized to certain things yeah they really should be kind i mean they really should be upset like i can't believe that's happening because you know from their perspective that's scary it's scary and they're doing everything you know they're just being children so they don't understand what it's like on the outside like how other children are acting so to get them to kind of hone in on like what's going on early too like like for me thinking about this I initially think about people saying uh, gentle parenting is letting your kids order at restaurants and me being a former server. I didn't like that, but really it's not just letting (laughs) your kids order because some of your kids might not be capable of ordering. It's Mm -hmm. allowing your kids when they are capable of knowing 
you know, or understanding and leading them into like what they like and don't like versus Billy's being bad. And you just ask them a question, trying to distract them. Like it's very intuitive. And I'm starting to understand that speaking with you, Tosh, you just, you, you cool. I like you. You, you, the right. Good energy. Good <laughs> well, thank energy. you. That's that Georgia coming out. That's that Georgia coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but even speaking on that, right. So we talk about ordering at a restaurant. So first off, there's balance. I'm going to ask my children what they want, and then I'm going to order. But my children are two and four. Once they get to maybe a preteen age, it's then they different. would order yeah. their own food. See, you know that's what I mean? a good age. But I'm going to ask them, hey, Paris, what do you want to eat? You want to eat chicken or you want to, because, you know, kids me ain't gotten them before things anyway. <laughs> what you want to eat? Right. And then... I'm going to order it because that's the balance for me. And I think that's what people lose. For some reason, there is no gray. It's like either we here and we just letting our kids run amok or we here and we got to beat our kids down and not let them have a voice. When there's a balance, there's grays. I believe that. I believe that there is a, a space where for that, that makes room for both perspectives or a balance, a healthy balance of the two. I believe that. So I'm really happy you shared that. Do you think there are some things that, require a more focused disciplinary um, approach. You know what I'm saying? Certain types of behavior. Is is positive discipline, is that approach always possible? Or do you yes. think that there are some cases where it is not? So here's, here's what I think people always mess up on too. Positive discipline is not reactionary. Okay. Positive discipline is 24-7. Okay. So... To lifestyle. Those, those, those needs that I was talking about, if I'm asking my children what they would like to do, if I'm giving them space to be themselves, if I'm constructing a day with a routine and making sure that they have input and I have input and what we need to do and a few of things of what they want to do is on that. If I'm making sure that we're working as a collaborative team and my children have a voice and they feel like they have a voice, Back and forth. Now, kids are kids, and they still gonna fuck up. Like mm-hmm, you fuck, mm-hmm, I fuck up. Mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. people fuck up. Like, I just but, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but but mistakes are learning opportunities. When mm-hmm. they mess up, you're gonna sit down and talk with them and problem solve it instead of making it like, oh lord, but guilt, blame yes. guilt, shame on the family because yes. that's what what happens is when you do that, the shame guilt on the family. I don't want to make any more mistakes, so I don't make any more decisions. I don't take any more chances. I don't take any more risks. I don't go. So no, we want to look at mistakes as learning opportunities. And we want to have a full 24 seven system of letting our children feel like they are autonomous beings deserving respect. And then you aren't getting a kid who's calling you a bitch. You may Mm -hmm. get a kid who comes in late from their, from their, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, curfew. Mm -hmm. Cause that's kids. But you're not getting a kid that's calling you a bitch because you aren't calling your child a bitch and y'all are being a respectful, collaborative team in your upbringing. Mm. Makes perfect sense. I had one parent that said, and this was actually, I thought, a really interesting perspective, that she felt that gentle parenting is a form of privilege. She said that she felt that it's for those with two parents households those who are middle and upper class because those who are under-resourced and don't necessarily have the time or capacity uh, or bandwidth after working all day 
you know, uh, laboring to come home and then speak to a kid and try to be calm and speak them through things. And just like the time and patience it would take people who are under resourced don't always have that privilege. So they felt how, what's, what is some advice you have for those who don't necessarily have the capacity for gentle parenting? So nobody has the capacity for <laughs> 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 I don't want to say that, but damn, Josh, I was listening to you, Fred. I didn't want to interrupt you, but no, I'm like, but this listen, bitch is it's really a, gassing it. It's like, a, what are no, you but no, 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 no. We have to be no, fair. No. These are parents yeah. that are that want to wrap their brains around how do I do this when I'm stressed, overwhelmed, overstimulated, and don't even have time for myself like that. And we well, have to answer those questions. Though. Yeah, I mean. So that's that's a great question, (laughs) but I'm going to explain. So I am autistic. I am autistic. Mm -hmm. I have my husband um, decide it it works both with the army and he has a tech job. I had Mm -hmm. two toddlers in under two years and both of them are artistic. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we got a, we got middle-class money, but we went, when you got two autistic kids and you got medical Mm -hmm. bills, baby, that, Mm -hmm. that, that go real fast. Right. So, I don't have a nanny. I don't have any of those type of things. Listen, uh, (laughs) and then he's in the military, right? So they take him once a month and then they take him for two weeks. And I be all alone (laughs) with two autistic kids as an autistic woman on a budget who doesn't have with one car. We are one car family. Um, and, my spoon, we, we call it spoons in the autistic world. Man, I don't be having no more spoons. I be, <laughs> I be done. <laughs> right, right. Plenty of times. But be, what's the alternative? And to be fair, also with what's the alternative of spanking doesn't work. For me, it didn't. I mean, when my mom spanked us, my brother just decided he was going to go harder he was going to rebel more. He was going to mm. lash out and, and, and do even worse. And I decided that, oh, I ain't going to tell you next time. <laughs> I was <laughs> right, neat to right. beat. But I still, we both still did the things that we got spanked for. Um, spankers didn't work. It made everything. My mom, my mom even now says, I ain't got no nerves left. Y'all took all my nerves. Uh, <laughs> and she, you know, <laughs> and she whooped, she whooped us to death. It didn't. And it's interesting because that takes so much energy from the parent that's probably actually more energy (laughs) than having a conversation. So that's what's interesting. And that's my point. So if you take a weekend and you draft a routine chart for your young kids, right? Uh, Even I say young kids, but listen, I I got a client who she got her teenagers on a routine chart. She said they need it too. But, (laughs) (laughs) but if you draft a routine chart for your kids and you let them pick some things that they want to do when they have time and you have the stuff that y'all have to do and you have that routine chart where they can see it. So when you get home from work, cause you're tired, you can say, Hey, what's on the routine chart next? What y'all supposed to be doing? And at, with positive discipline, you, cause they say, you know, Tasha, I ain't got time. I got to cook. I got to do laundry. I got exactly. in positive discipline. Your kids supposed to be doing that with you. That's a mm. point of positive discipline. Because like you said, they want to feel like they're part of the community they're of the household. Capable. They're supposed to be a part of this community. They got chores too, buddy. Mm. They, 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 can, they can count some potatoes and wash them. They can, 
<laughs> you know, I ain't telling you to have them making uh, Gordon, uh what is it, Gordon, Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Meals. Yeah. <laughs> Michelin five star meals. <laughs> I'm telling you, have them cook, clean the produce and, and 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 get the vegetables out for you. I'm telling you, have them go in the cupboard and get the you know pasta, or whatever. You, have them be your sous chef. You know yeah. what I mean in the kitchen. That way, you're having one-on-one time with them because they probably if you're having to work real hard and you don't have the spoons for them they're probably craving your attention and you can give them your Mm. attention and do what you need to do uh when laundry i got videos riley was two years old i was like girl don't put that laundry on in there in the washing machine <laughs> she in her little step stool go and, and in, she's girl. probably loving that she probably enjoyed it's that. fun yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so and so the, that's what I mean by positive discipline not being a reactionary thing. It's 24-7. If it's built into your life, then it's not as hard. You're not going out of your way. Yeah. Because wow. the the more you're doing to prevent the issues, the less issues you have. Now, like I said, kids be fucking up. People be fucking up. Right. Kids going to still mess up. And you're going to have moments where you have to... But for the most part, yeah, it's mitigated. And that's what we want. You shouldn't be going off, losing your spoons, freaking out daily. It shouldn't Mm -hmm. even be weekly. It should be like a y'all tripping today and it maybe once every two weeks, once a month type thing. Do you think it's possible? This is another question we received a lot of. Is it possible Mm -hmm. to be too late? Is it too, is there ever too late to start positive discipline and gentle parenting in your household. There was one parent who said she has, she feels like she'd have to wean her children off the belt because she has um, whooped them, threatened them. And to go from that to now trying to gently parent, she's like, is it too late for me? Is it too late? So it's not too late, but here's the, here's what I'm going to be honest. Don't nobody else want to keep it real. You're going to have a month that I call hell. It's hell. Because you got to mm-hmm. think about it, right? You've been whooping them. You've been yelling at them. You might have been talking to them a little crazy when you're upset and all of that. And now you're going to be like, okay, but I still love you. Let's sit down and talk about this. They're going to be like, nah, I ain't talking to your ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're probably angry, too. Like, hell They're no. angry. So you're having to rebuild your relationship with them. And you trust. Rebuild. Trust. They have to see that it's real. So mm-hmm. if you try it for like a week and you seeing that aggression from them and you like, oh, this don't work and you give up, you just messed up because you, they have to see that it's real. They don't believe you. They don't have however many years of yelling and hitting and going on. Right. And so you're going to have to be consistent about not yelling and hitting and talking to them and asking them how they feel and so on and so forth. Right. And so if you're giving up after a week, two weeks, yeah, it's not going to work. It's going to be a while. It may be a month or two because I've had 12 years of you whooping me. So yeah, right. I'm going to need like a month or two to see that this new person that you've become and this new way of life is even real because what kids are going to do, that's why I call it hell week. They're going to push. They're going to see if it's real. They're going to be like, mm-hmm. let me see how far this happy, lovely person <laughs> is. Let me see. And that was another concern. Some mothers message us saying kids are manipulative too. What if they feel mm-hmm. this gentle parenting, parenting thing is a joke, but they kind of know how to play you 
because they know they're not going to get whooped. They know that you're going to have a conversation and they'll manipulate you by just doing what they got to do to get through that, but still be acting a fool. (laughs) So first off, positive discipline ain't just conversations. That's where their problem is. See, that's why I wanted to do the role play I was talking about. Right. So there are... Yeah, yeah, which makes sense because that way people can see like what does positive discipline look like? What does that mean? Exactly. Okay, so we can do that. This is the friend zone. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses. Plus, updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? So here's what I want to do. I think Fran should be our child. I'm going to let Fran be the child. (laughs) So Fran, you're going to tell us what you're thinking, feeling, and deciding, all right? All right, I'm going to be punishment parent. Okay, so I'm I'm punishment. All right. Let's see. Dustin, I'm gonna let you guys pick. Dustin and Asante, you get to pick whether you wanna be natural consequences parent, logical consequences parent, or finding solutions together parent. Which one would you oh. all like to be? I'm gonna do logical consequences. <laughs> logical consequences for Dustin. All right, what about you, Asante? Finding solutions together. Finding solutions. Okay, so I will be both natural and punishment parent, Fran. Okay, so Fran, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to be real punishment parent, okay? And I want you all to be real, too. I'm going to give you your scripts. That's just for you to get an idea of what that means. You can make mm-hmm. it in your own words. You can do your own thing. Fran, I just want you to t- think about what you're thinking, feeling, and deciding as we okay. say what we say to you. The scenario is, and this is going to sound so unfriend, but still, the scenario is... <laughs> That you are so caught up in your YouTube videos and YouTube and, and and YouTube that you have dirty clothes on your floor instead of mm. in your hammer. Your dirty clothes are all on your floor. Okay. That's the scenario. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me get you all your scripts. Let's see here. Pull them out. All right. Here goes. I was, I was ready to go off book. I knew what I wanted to say. Dirty clothes on the floor. <laughs> You can't say what you want to say. It it just has to be in line with logical consequences. But you can say what you want to say. Now, you can't put it in your own words. I'm going to have a Sante's here. All right. (laughs) Sante, that's yours. All right. And once again, that's a. (laughs) Yes. All right. Let me get Dustin's logical consequences. And Bro. Dustin, it says it says take a deep breath, but whatever your way of self-regulating is when you pissed off, you do that. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> this is oh, actually man, really see. good because I'm curious what you guys would be like as disciplinarians. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna see. All right. So you just read those. You got, I'm going to do both, uh, excuse me. I'm going to do both reward, uh, natural consequences, parent, 
and punishment parents. So you got time to read your script, get an idea of what you want to say. Okay. A uh, friend, you don't have to respond. You can if you want, but you don't have to. I just want you to think about what you're thinking, feeling, and deciding as you receive each of these different types of responses to this okay. misbehavior. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first one is mispunishment parents. Friend, you got your clothes on this floor again? <laughs> right now i ain't got time for this i told you when i do laundry and scene wait why am i triggered (laughs) (laughs) i mean honestly the the honest response from me would be crying i'd be crying right now and Mm -hmm. mortified i'd pick up the clothes and then go to my room and close the door and probably not talk to you guys until I'm asked to come out the room for dinner or whatever. Just and disassociating. What scared. Mm-hmm. Disassociating. I'd be scared. Um, unsafe. Um, mm-hmm. Distrustful. And you get that anxiety of like, you can't do anything right in the house. You know, like if mm-hmm. any mistake turns into a war. And I've been there before, so that's why I said this is triggering because I feel like I was a really nervous kid. You almost feel like your your house is a minefield mm. and you never know when it's going to get set off. So a lot of fear and, and wanting to kind of distance myself. That's kind of why I've, we've talked about it before on the show. I was a very avoidant kid. I was like, I'm going to just be over here. <laughs> yep. The less the less I'm seen or, you know, you try to play small as much as possible just to not be in anyone's eye line. So I could see that that tone and mm-hmm. um, that tone and aggression will just make a kid want to play small or me, I should yeah. say. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing. All right. So now I'm going to be reward parent. OK, this is <laughs> another form that parents do. All right. <laughs> Frank, goddamn, your clothes on the floor again. Look, I'll give you some ice cream if you can mm. put your clothes in this hamper in the next five minutes, okay? You want some ice cream? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. I'm going to time it. You put your clothes in the hamper in five minutes, you can have some ice cream, okay? I'm putting and- the clothes in. <laughs> but i can see how then it becomes less about an ecosystem or contribution and more transactional right like i do this you give me this and then eventually i don't like ice cream no more what else you got right right you don't want me or something else i I don't want to do it i don't care about ice cream right 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 (laughs) true Especially as you get older and there's less yes. of, of the that little transaction might not work as well. This Look at like Dustin exactly. and Asante. This, this is like a two, well, no, because this is like a two-pronged game because low-key I was like, damn, so would I be a, a, like an accidentally reward parent? Because initially I was thinking like, friend, you know, I'll buy you a new little YouTube camera or something <laughs> if you just make sure it ain't dirty up in here. That's reward parent. But, but, yeah. this is, but actually I have a question right here because my partner struggles with this with getting mm-hmm. his sons to eat their vegetables and he was mm-hmm. saying to me one day like he'll tell them like if y'all eat everything if you eat your vegetables you know you'll get more time on the switch 
And of course they're going to do it. But he also realized, like, I don't want to feel like I'm, like, baiting them into doing things that are good for them. I want them to just mm-hmm. naturally want to eat their vegetables, naturally want to finish mm-hmm. their meals, or naturally want to go to bed early because they know they have to be up for school and then they'll be grumpy in the morning if they didn't get good sleep like how like he just didn't want to create this system of like you know I'm gonna give you something to do these things that are good for you and I think that that's a lot of the questions I got too like how is the praising and reward system a bad thing we don't do praise uh and reward and that and that's mm. and that's a part of it yeah positive discipline doesn't do praise and reward and that's why we showcase all the different types of ways that parents respond Go right. ahead, Dustin. so <laughs> thank you tosh baby so look <laughs> so this so now because i want to be clear on this because i ain't got no kids but i'll be around them so look right same. um so the reward system that you spoke of like because to me right as a parent for mm-hmm. short short term short term situations like eating vegetables like what you spoke about Fran or putting the clothes in the hamper I wouldn't offer a reward for that to me like mm-hmm. like that's just regular shit but like a reward I think is kind of dope as a parent if it's like a long term or big picture consequence like yo if you make a 4.0 for the rest of this school year you know what I'm saying I know something big that you want to do or want I'm going to make that happen to me, like as as a motivator to you know to get like a, a big picture long term goal, it seems healthy to me. Do I have it fucked up or is that cool? So you don't have it messed up. It's just not okay. positive discipline. And okay. positive discipline, okay. I want you to be motivated to get that four because what do you want to do when you grow up? Dustin? Right, right. And you say, I want to be you know I want to be a content creator. I want people to laugh at my jokes. Mm. I want to be able to tell jokes. And I say, okay, well. As your parent, I want you to be the best content creator possible. So let's mm. look at everything you would need to have in order to be a dope content creator. Let's Got look you. it up. And so let's look, let's study some different content creators and see what type of degrees they got or what type mm-hmm. of technical things they have, a certifications or networking, where they went. Did they go to college? And we looked that up and I said, okay, well, look, you know, this, this, I know you see there's two different types of content creators. This content creator makes a lot more than this one. And they have this degree and they have, you know, this mm-hmm. certification or they, they, they be around these type of people. So I think you would probably want to go to this college. Let's look at what, how, what GPA you need to go to this college. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So, so maybe that's when I offer make- the car. You can, I mean, you can like, so we tell them all the that, car. and then we'd be like, all right, so you know what I'm saying? But, if you want to do that, but the idea Mustang. is that motivation should be internal. I want to do my homework because, because I care I it's about right. getting this for a because I want to be a YouTube creator, and I've looked at mapped out my plan and seen that I can be the best YouTube creator and actually make some money if I make these moves. Here's where the baggage comes in, right? Because as we share a background that is akin, right? Like we we, we, mm-hmm. we have the same sort of background. I feel like I don't ever want to put a POV or a perspective on my child that's too mature for them at that stage, right? So I, I, I want them to be motivated for the good. And even like the vegetable scenario you mentioned, Fran, like I would want my kids to want to eat healthy because it's good for their bodies too, but that concept or that idea is like more they advanced. They might not understand that yet. It's more yeah. advanced. So like, what can I do to make it look like something? And that's where I think the the long-term reward shit 
would kind of be something that I might lean into. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to. So for us in our yeah. house, it would be we do a rule of we have to try new food because it might taste good. So you ain't got to <laughs> eat it. But you always got to try it. Okay? okay. We got to try it. And then if you try it and you don't like it, you don't like it. But if you try it and you like it, finish it up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and then we also, once again, because we respect our kids' autonomy, if they say that they don't like something, maybe I find another way for them to get vegetables. So yeah. we do smoothies because yeah. they don't necessarily like cooked broccoli. That ain't they thing. Mm. But they'll mm. tear a green smoothie up. So, mm-hmm. you know, because I, you know, I put the little I food like in that. there too. Boom, boom, like bam. Yeah. So find you finding ways to respect their respect their voice but also get what you need in that situation cuz like you said they don't have the understanding that vegetables are going to make me healthy yet we continue to teach that and we model it because when mm-hmm. we sit down we got our vegetables on our plate and they see us eating them every time right right yeah. And what about with getting kids to finish their food? I know that's a big one where parents will force them and get angry and punish we them. Don't do they that. don't finish. So here's the idea. Consequences. And we're going to get back into those and in, in finishing our consequences because we, we, we stopped at rewards. So we're going to go yes. to natural yes. consequences and logical. But consequences. You can say, you don't have to finish your plate, but you won't be able to eat later. Right? So... Mm. You don't have to, I don't make my kids finish their plate, but we're not going to be going in, in late night creeping to the pantry because you didn't finish your food, right? Hmm. So you have consequences to your actions, but I'm not going to sit and make you eat food that you're not hungry for. You may just really not be hungry and that's fine. Also, parents, we for one thing, parents should have to take a class about child development and about mm-hmm. body development because mm-hmm. children's stomachs are like this big. They cannot right. eat the same portions that we eat. That big old grandma plate of food. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They can't eat all of that. Like at all. And when they do, they end up being I was when I was a kid, they my nickname was pigs because I was so fat because I was mm-hmm. eating all that food. I was eating it. When they were putting it on there, I was tearing it up. <laughs> and so my nickname was pigs but you think about it you're making the child bigger that's why we have a lot of the health issues that we have is because we don't understand portion control and we don't understand development body development and child development mm. i think that was big in the south you know uh because you know mm-hmm. finish your plate everything i put on the plate yep. you got to finish it eat the whole thing yeah and um, then they find it disrespectful if you don't like yep. yes. you get so trouble. rough yeah Mm-hmm. Okay, Tasha, yeah, I'm going to have to bow out because I would have been the reward parent. Like, you're going to have to do this one, too, because it's just not going to sound <laughs> as natural as the reward system would have sounded for me. Okay, well, then how about you do natural consequences? Here, I'll send uh, you the natural uh, yeah. consequences. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try I'm going to see how it come out. You're going to try it? Okay. All right, well, let me let me do the natural consequences one, and then we'll let Dustin do the logical consequences one, and then you'll do finding solutions because it's the more positive discipline way so we always save that one for last so i'll go next with the with the natural consequences one friend all right so okay natural consequences i see all your dirty clothes on this floor again friend i wonder what you're gonna do when you don't have clean clothes tomorrow because i'm not picking these up (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye oh (laughs) (laughs) so natural consequences is is 
this you this didn't happen, so this happened. No interference from me as a parent. This didn't happen, so this didn't happen, and you gonna learn that lesson. So you don't let your that bad? Wait, but is that bad? Because I feel like that would be me. Because if you want to wear dirty clothes, then wear dirty clothes. Like that's just the consequence of not washing them. So here's where the problem comes in, and you gonna y'all gonna laugh because I know how I know how Dustin is, but there are some kids <laughs> that'll wear the dirty clothes. They'll wear them dirty clothes. You know what? That's, that's true. You, you we right. gotta think of, we gotta think kids. of kids. Yep. You're right. You're right. So this so, was fun, right. but now open your ass because you think you're gonna be walking around with some shitty ass, fucked up, filthy ass clothes, getting skin diseases and scabies and shit all up through my motherfucking house. Dirt, dust mites, all of my shit, because you want to be a nasty booger eating snack? All right, get your motherfucking ass in that tub, or else I'm on you. That's okay, it. Okay, you right, you right. This might not work, because you right. Exactly, and, and sometimes it will, and sometimes it won't, and we're going to get into that. So we're now we're going to let Dustin do his logical yes. consequences, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Clothes on the floor again today, huh, friend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just talked about this in our family meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Far as I'm concerned, any clothes, any of them clothes that you didn't ask me for, that I worked hard to get, right, that you wanted, that's what you wanted. <laughs> so any of them clothes that's still on that floor in 15 minutes, I'm giving them away tomorrow. <laughs> Capiche? <laughs> Capiche? So anything ain't in that hammer, uh, a hamper. See, you didn't got me so pissed off. I done took the P out the word. Anything that ain't in that hamper, okay? I'm giving it away in 15 minutes. And you trying me. <laughs> See, but this is, okay. So obviously I'm going to put it in the hamper because he's irritated right. and I don't want yeah. to get my clothes given away. But this is fear-based. Right. Like he's scared of right. doing it. So Dustin, Dustin changed it up threatened. a little bit. <laughs> right. So so the prompt told Dustin to say if you didn't have them in the hamper, then they weren't gonna be clean. He mm-hmm. said you're gonna give them away. So mm-hmm. Dustin, positive discipline mm-hmm. with logical consequences, it has to be related, reasonable, respectful, and helpful. So I did so, good. No, you're nah. not. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't want the shit. That's why they're on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So the logical consequence, the consequence is the clothes don't get washed. If they're not in the hamper in the next 15 minutes, the consequence is they don't get washed. If we add in a consequence of them going away, that's not a consequence. That's a punishment. Right. Oh, well, no, I get and what you're parents saying. don't right, realize right, right. the difference. A parents will say all the time, because I have parents who love their kids, and they still will, you know, take away a tablet or something after a consequence has already happened. You know what I mean? If I'm not studying and I get a bad grade, the bad grade is the consequence. We need to be working on how to get me a better grade, on how to get mm-hmm. me some more studying, on how to... But the parents take away something, you know, that's punishment. That's not a consequence. Yeah, I never understood that either. But I feel like if she gave a damn about the clothes being dirty, she would have put them in the hamper anyway. So she ain't Fran. But, you know, Fran don't care about that. She, Fran, <laughs> Fran gonna leave the damn clothes on the floor. But I know Fran loves her stuff. So that's why I was like, but Fran, if you don't, I'm giving it away. Because I feel what like that is a, is a 13-year-old with ADHD and she just really doesn't remember. What's the solution? Mm. Then I'm going to wash the clothes. 
Because I'll be, no, I feel bad. Can't. Like, my baby already dealing with something. I ain't finna be mean to no, my child. See, uh-uh, that's permissive. We want to help friend to figure out how to get her clothes in a hamper. Whether that's you build, help her build a system where as soon as she takes off her clothes, she puts them in a the hamper. Or mm-hmm. you build a routine chart with her and on that board... Don't forget to put your clothes in the hamper. But it's what Asante is going to do. It's looking at ways to fix the salute, to find a solution as opposed to punishing. So Asante, so you ready for me, your... Ty. Yeah. <laughs> Friend, your dirty clothes on the floor again? Look here. I love you, but we have to work together for a solution on this. What is keeping you from putting your clothes in the hamper? Help me to help you. Let's brainstorm some ideas that will be respectful for everyone in this house. What can we do to solve this problem? What do you need? My kids mm. would laugh at me. <laughs> no. My kids, you see how you just laugh? That's what my kids would be doing. See, like, and that's, so that's why I wanted you to do it because as I was reading it initially, I was like, this this is giving doormat and I'm going to read my children one and like, my kids are going to kill me. No, like, but this is good. This is good because this is exactly what a lot of the black parents that wrote and felt. They're like, yeah, how so do you, you create structure? <laughs> yeah, like how do you create structure? Because this feels like a doormat parent. That's where the profanity So check goes. it. <laughs> so you can't, you can cuss. I, I, cause as long as you're not cussing your kid, I don't care about cussing. the kid, but right? Check it. You also have to get the mind of the parent and the child here. So this is a kid who's been leaving their clothes on the floor all the time. And maybe you don't whooped them before and they clothes still on the floor and you don't, hmm. and you're like, what the fuck? Why you still got your clothes on the floor? I done whooped you. I done, we done punishment. We done did all these different things. You still putting your clothes on the floor. And so then it becomes, your clothes on. Look, I love you. But this ain't going to work. We need to work together to figure out what's going on with you. Like, I want, I, I don't want to keep hitting you. I don't want to keep yelling at you. I want to work with you. What can we do so that you can get your clothes in the hamper? I want, Help me help you, please. Like, that's really how that conversation can go. It's usually a parent who's done. I don't know what else to do. Like, right. help me help you. Like, what can we do? But what do, do you do if the kid together? if the kid still does not put the clothes in the hamper, which is usually where a parent would resort to whooping their ass? Like, I, I so where does that come in? So first off, you're gonna come up with a solution, right? Mm, and mm-hmm. this discussion isn't just talking; it's a solution. So what is the solution? Whether that be, you know, he's putting it on the board and he has to check it off every morning. Before he leaves from his room, he has to check Mm -hmm. off that he's cleaned up all the clothes in the hamper, whatever the solution is for Fran to get her clothes in, right? And then we're going to talk about a consequence. Okay, so what happens if you don't pick your clothes up? Like if if I come in at the end of the day and there's dirty clothes on the floor, what should the consequence be? You're going to talk about that with the child. And then the child might, you know, kids that, uh, so then I always tell parents when they, I don't know nothing. You say an um, extreme thing. How about I throw away all your clothes giving away to charity like Dusty? And then the kids will be like, no, no, no. So, so like then, I said, nigga. Nice <laughs> there it is. But you know, you know, it's a suggestion okay. in the, the conversation. I'll put the car before the horse. Okay, I see what you're Yeah, doing. yeah. <laughs> you say it to get them motivated to give you some consequences. And they might be like, no, no. And you say, okay, so what's the consequence? What should we do if you don't? You know, we said that you were going to 
check check off on your on your board that you picked up your clothes every time before you left your room. Anytime you leave your room, you're gonna check for dirty clothes. So if you don't do that, what's the consequence that needs to happen? It ain't gonna say what the consequence is, and that's the consequence. Whatever y'all decide on the consequence, whether that's they gotta do pick up everybody's clothes, they gotta wash laundry. <laughs> Asante, a whole bunch you ain't of, convinced. <laughs> oh no, there's you a see, whole Tosh, bunch of look, we, we related about to do, situations. We, we about to make you work for this today. Look, t- okay, let's but, do but, this. But the next role play, right? Yeah. You're going you gonna to give us the scenario just how you give for Fran, but you're going to give it to all of us. But you're going to okay. give us the, the positive uh, discipline. And you're going to see if you're going to be able to talk us off the ledge. Because I'm, just, I'm <laughs> okay. just sitting here thinking like, like, what if a child is, what if they want you to throw away? Like, I'm thinking about all these different things and like how we got a million yeah. questions. So like, let's go through a few different scenarios and see, you know, <laughs> what, what, what type of work you got for us. Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's do this. Y'all can each be an unruly child and tell me yes. what unruly child you're going to be. And I'm going to respond as a positive discipline mama. All right. How about that? I am a three-year-old that wants <laughs> a toy at Target. And you're telling me I can't have it. And now I'm throwing a tantrum in the middle of the floor screaming Ooh. because I want this motherfucking toy. Okay. I ain't never All wanted right. to hit you, friend, in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I want this toy. <laughs> All right, so Fran is three, right? So I do become Mary Poppins with 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 three three and two year olds. So I'm gonna get right back. I'm gonna get right down on the floor with you. And oh wow, Fran! <laughs> hi, 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 hi. Hey, we're at the store. You see the store? Are you okay? Can no. I have a hug? No. You're not okay. You don't no. want a hug? No. 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 You want me to? Do you want me to sit here with you? No. Space. No. (laughs) Space. You want space? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you space, okay? And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn around and stand up. Yep. And turn and look at, and I'm going to start talking to somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm going to peek back a little bit. And then I'm going to turn around. After a minute, I'm going to say, do you still need space for him? No. No. Can I have a hug? Yes. But I still no. want my toy. <laughs> I was about to say, you yep. got the damn toy. Hold I out, friend. No, 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 Desi. No, 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 no. So, so friend. <laughs> well, the kid's going to take the hug, but I still want my goddamn toy. No. So, I'm going to get my hug, and then I'm going to say, friend. <laughs> friend, you want that toy, right? Yes. Remember what we talked about with our Christmas list? And you, and you making a list of all the toys you want so we can get them for you for Christmas? Yes. So can you take a picture of this toy so you can get it for, for Christmas? No, I want it now, today. And I love you very much, but we can't get it today. We can get it for Christmas. So now I throw so myself on the floor again mm-hmm. <laughs> and start and crying see- hysterically. Uh-huh. And I say, and I say, I love you very much, but I'm going to pick you up here and I'm going to just put you right on my shoulder <laughs> and then I'm going to put you right on in the car and then I'm going to breathe outside the car and say, God damn these kids, get on my goddamn nerve. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I don't <laughs> get what people in. don't get about this. Two-year-olds and three-year-olds, their brain development, they don't have it. Right. So they, they have tantrums. You can't prevent tantrums. Some tantrums are gonna happen. Now, what I'm going to walk you through once she once Fran is giving me a I love you, mom. I'm gonna say, okay, let's breathe. 
Can you give me some breathing? We're gonna when you feel so mad that you wanna roar. We're gonna do all that shit. But uh, I'm gonna be mad. Like, yeah. Like I'm, it, it's a tantrum. Kids yeah. have tantrums. You teach them how to get through the tantrum. I like you don't you can't stop all the tantrums. There's gonna be some I stop a lot of them. I'm really good at it. But you can't stop all the tantrums. I'm gonna put it in the car. I won't drive off until she's calmed down though. But I'm gonna say, friend, I love you very much. And we left so you can put that that pre- that gift on your list like we talked about. Well when right. we go back, you can put it on your Christmas list, but you can't have it right now. We don't get everything we want. And I know that's disappointing. And it's okay to be frustrated sometimes. Life is frustrating. So I guess it comes down, bottom line is to not feel so overstimulated as a parent by this tantrum that you resort to yelling or ass whooping. Yeah, and reacting and just let the child go through the process of the tantrum. I have a whole day in my seven dis- in my seven court week course that's specific to parents figuring out how they stress, what their triggers are, and coping strategies for them. Because mm. most of what happens is us reacting, mm. right? Because we're tired. It's- you're already stressed from the day, and then this kid will not stop yelling about this toy, and it's just like a lot. And then we we do we do be doing some stuff that's weird. Why are you taking your kid to the toy? Man, I I avoid the toy aisle like it's <laughs> Afghanistan. Why are you taking your kid to the toy aisle and you know you don't want to give him no toy? Fair, like, fair. <laughs> fair. Like, you gotta which, do prevention methods. I agree. Come on. <laughs> prevention methods, right? Which which leads yeah. us to our next role play. Okay. <laughs> I am a seven-year-old young boy. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to give this from a perspective of a situation that may or may not have happened. No, this didn't happen. I was going to do the cell phone, but we're going to do something different. Um, We're riding the car. Uh, We're in the drive-thru at Mm Chick-fil-A. You ask me what I want. I say Mm -hmm. I want three kids' meals. You say I can only have one. Mm -hmm. But I want three. What are we doing? (laughs) Why do you want three kids' meals? I'm I'm hungry. We had Chick-fil-A. We never come to Chick-fil-A. I want all three. So you're hungry because it's Chick-fil-A and we never come to Chick-fil-A or you're hungry because you're hungry? All three. <laughs> like all three meals. Mm. That's, well, you can only have one. However, we do have more food at home. So if you're still hungry after That's you get done Chick-fil-A with your first home. meal. We're at Chick-fil-A though. I, why can't I have three? We're already here. Do you have Chick-fil-A money that you would like to spend to get the other two meals? You have it. <laughs> the black oh, no, I have a I have a very strict budget and I budgeted enough to make sure that I could get you this Chick-fil-A because I know how much you like Chick-fil-A. I budgeted enough for one meal. So you can have one meal here. And if you're still hungry, we can fix something at home. Or you can have no Chick-fil-A and we can leave. Because I budgeted to make sure to give you this surprise. And now you're fighting me about something that I worked really hard for you on. Well, why don't you give me three and don't get your nails done? And then it doesn't affect your budget. Then you'll Ooh, save even more money this now month. Because you know kids be bad. You know kids <laughs> be in your business. So, so, so. So some kids do. I would be very careful, but because I, I have uh, I have limits and boundaries in my house. And so here's how those limits and boundaries would go. You... You know how how your shoes 
that you wear to school so you can be so you can be cool and with friends and the type of technology that I get you so you can be cool with your friends is important to you. My nails and my hair and my upkeep is very important to me. And so mm-hmm. that I keep that in the budget, just like I keep the things that are important to you are in the budget, just like I budgeted this meal at Chick-fil-A. And once again, you're fighting me on something that I work very hard to make a nice memory for us for. And I, how do you think I feel right now? See, I wasn't a bad kid, but you would have got me there because, you know, I was being a smart ass, but then you broke something down smart to me. And now I get it. But see, I don't know if I ask, I don't know how a kid would work. So if a parent listen to like, now, nah, but for me, you got me. So what happens is, again, it's not so because I, I know friends said something about kids uh, manipulating you because but the idea is this. We aren't doing this to make our kids act a certain way. We're doing this to make a more positive, loving, mutual, respectful, collaborative household. I want to work together with you. I'm a whole person and I'm going to teach you that I'm a whole person because you're a whole person. I'm going to teach you you're a whole person. So my nails, shawty, this this cute red fire hair, shawty, it's going to get done. (laughs) Uh, Just like the things that are important to you, I'm going to work hard to get done because we're whole people. And we work as a team to make sure that happens. And see, I like that. It's like starting that conversation now because I feel like (laughs) so many of us as adults are like, wow, I'm just now starting to see my parent as like a human being, an adult, like realizing that they had needs and stuff like that. So that's why I was like, for me, if you break down to me as a child, like, uh, nah, this hair ain't like, you know, just like you got shoes and tech and all that, <laughs> this ain't stopping. So it's one or none. Like, what's it going to be? Like, that's why I'm like, all right, I'll take exactly. one. Right. Cause I do want to have it my iPad really and my game. It's really important to me that. that parents make sure that they, their children know that they're imperfect and they're human because you're going to make mistakes too. Right. And I want you to be able to apologize when you make a mistake, like, you know, that scene with, with friend in the mall, maybe I didn't handle it that well. Maybe I was like, you better get your ass up. <laughs> and it, Cause I was embarrassed. There was a whole bunch of people there. And, I was, God damn it. and then because I'm a positive disciplined parent, I realized I didn't act too well. And I breathe. I'm at the car. We done yelled at each other. And I said, you know what? I shouldn't have yelled at you. I am so sorry for yelling at you. Ooh, that wasn't man. the right Imagine way to handle it. Imagine if you'd heard that. that from your you, parents you growing were, up. Like, I know you were really struggling. I know you really wanted that toy. Wow. You went, I don't think you went about it correctly. You needed to, re- but I shouldn't have yelled at you, and I love you so much. It's it's okay to admit you did something wrong. Ooh, I know. But I shouldn't have yelled. I should have. I should have took a minute. Should have breathed. I'm we not. Should have got the toy if we being honest. But no, that is a big one for me. Parents hold the line. If you got a yeah. limit, stay true to that limit. Because if not, that kid gonna push that limit again. Yeah. You be buying every toys. time. That's how the okay. Test so after you. y'all apologize to each other and stuff, don't turn around. Then you get the toy. But can I get it for the child for Christmas or yes? Because no? that's what you promised. Conversation, right? Yeah, oh, yeah sure. that's the conversation. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's my question: because you know how a lot of parents will say, like, "I'm not your little friend," mm-hmm. and the idea that this this uh, form of discipline is about communication and mm-hmm. we're respecting each other and talking. Mm-hmm. There's parents that fear that you're not viewed as. Uh, an authority you're viewed as a friend you know and and some parents fear that they fear that it doesn't give them power they fear that it doesn't give them respect 
So I, I have a few questions on that. I feel mm-hmm. like why why do you feel like you you um giving your child respect will take respect away from you? Right. Because mm. why do you do you feel like that with other people? Like um right. when we go to work, sometimes you know we have people that become. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but when you go to work, you know, you have a team lead. And usually he don't get paid more than you. He is, They usually give him that role with a promise of a promotion or something, him or her. Mm-hmm. Um, they give them that role, and they, they're the team lead. Shit but lead. they get paid the exact same, same amount as you. And But they're still the authority figure, right? They're still the one that, you know. But usually, if they're a good team lead, they work together with you. It's a collaborative yeah. effort. Hmm. Hmm. You can establish authority and still have mutual respect. I respect so many people. My mentors, usually my, most of my mentors, yeah, I'm only 32 doing this. Mm-hmm. Most of my mentors are 65 and, mm-hmm. and, and, and 50 and, and well, they're much older than me and I respect them very much, but they're still my peers. I'm good at what I do. Absolutely. I think it's that's true. A, no one talks to you crazy to get you to respect them. Like that wouldn't work in any other field. Cause there was a, that's another same, question oh, too. Women were saying like a lot of their husbands just are not on board. I got a lot of that too. Mm-hmm. Women who are like, my husband don't play that. And I mm-hmm. want to raise our kids that way. But my husband feels that we're, our sons are going to be soft. <laughs> they feel that our daughters, what's the term? I got a lot of that too. Uh, Fast. The rod one. The rod one. Spare the rod. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Like a lot of this idea that you're making the you you're creating a child who is just going to be spoiled, like Dustin said earlier, delusional and just kind of move how they want without thinking of the consequences. That's everyone's fear with this. That there's no structure, there's no sternness, and the kids are gonna be bad. So I would just ask, in all of these scenarios, did you not see firmness? Even with the kindness, there's right. always firmness. You can say, I love you, and the answer is no. You can say, I understand that you're frustrated, and this is how we have to, what we have to do in order for this day to go this way. I understand that it's frustrating to have to, to wash potatoes as soon as you get home from school, but we have to make dinner. <laughs> like... Whatever the issue, like you can, you can empathize with children because that's, that's the issue here. It's, it's a child. Why should I have to care about how they feel? That is the issue. Yeah. That's the issue is you don't look at them as a, as a human. You look at them as a Lord being and they're not, they're a human. They are human. They have feelings. They're developing, but they're still a human and they have feelings they have wants, they have needs, and we don't take those into account. Mm. Are there any studies that show the difference between like, how kids who have grown up in gentle parenting, positive discipline households, what do they grow up to be like as opposed to the children that grow up in more corporal punishment households? And so that's a fun thing too, right? Because people ask this and I always crack up. It depends on what that gentle parent has decided they want their child to be. What do I mean by that? So when you start positive discipline, the first thing you do is an activity called two lists. It's where you list out all the challenges that you're dealing with, right? We let the parents rail out for everything that they're dealing with. And then on, then we have them breathe. 
We have them close their eyes and we have them imagine that child that they're caring for is now 25 and they come and just visit them just because and they're standing on their doorstep. And we ask them, what does that child hold? Life skills and characteristics. What do you hope that child has? What does that child hold? And they list those out. And then we tell them the challenges that you have at the left, you're going to use those challenges to build those life skills and characteristics. So why is that important? If I put importance on respect, on, you know, empathy, on um, uh, emotional intelligence, on those things, and I want to build them in my child, that's what I'm going to emphasize in my parenting, right? Hmm. If it's important to me that my child is socially conscious, that my child is uh, culturally aware, that my child, if those are the things that I focus on in my parenting and I'm teaching my child with every lesson, those are the things that are going to show up. So mm. what do you want to build in your child? That should be the thought process. And then that's how you use positive discipline to build that. So to answer that question, array of kids. It's an array. You're not going it, to... It, people seem to think that if you, you know, parent like Joe Jackson, you get Michael Jackson. But I got my ass whooping. I ain't Michael Jackson. Whoa. And if you if you gentle parent, you know what I mean. You're gonna get this type of. It's not. It's not that simple. It. It's there's so many other things factors that happen. Too. The yeah. environment. The like you said. There. I have friends who are single parents who positive discipline. I have family who are single parents that don't positive discipline. Both are single parents and dealing with limited capital, uh, financial capital, time capital, all the capitals, uh, resources and everything else. But there's one is just finding the time and ability to positive discipline. Um, so the one who's positive discipline will focus on certain life skills and characteristics that they want their child to have. But I can be a bum and be loving, empathetic, respectful. And you know what I mean? Life right. could have just tore me down. And I think that's, that's what people need to get out of their heads of. It's not your job to make a Steve Jobs or a Michael Jackson or, or a LeBron James. It's your job to make a loving, empathetic, respectful, socially conscious human being. Mm. That's it. Tell it. Yep. Even those they even, could be a stripper. I don't care. But, but she's even, a kind stripper with emotional yeah. intelligence, and that's I get you. Then even I'm having good. any of that, even having any of those intentions, is such a good thing to to think about, though, because I just think about a lot of conversations I've had with people about being, you know, accidents or just another chore as a child. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us were unexpected and some parents adjusted and was like all right well you're here so i love you and then some of us were unexpected and our parents were like all right well you're along for the ride so you know this <laughs> yep. is what we're doing yeah so I, I love that you even enter into the conversation you know making it like thinking about your child 25 years from now if they showed up at your doorstep what you'd want them to say because okay. there's some people that their child gonna show me like did you even remember me like did you love me and they're like i didn't think to say like there's just so many things that people don't think about now when they have the, the kids mm -hmm. but they'll regret later as their kids are older so i love that you even entered that into the conversation it's, and that's a big thing right because i'm not your little friend turn into don't talk to me i don't want to have any contact yeah that yep. that part that yeah that that's what it turns into a lot of the time so have fun with that but <laughs> I am my children's mother first, but I am also their friend. I am. 
You know right. what I mean? I'm not their little friend, but I'm their mother and I'm their friend. <laughs> no, but honestly, that's so real because my mom, when it came to sex, I noticed that like a lot of my peers, they didn't have the comfort um, mm. or the space to talk about sex. And so they did, mm. they were a lot sneakier about it and they would mm. hide things. Whereas my mom, because she would talk to me openly, I'm not saying she was like encouraging me to go have sex right, when I was right. young, yeah. but it was more of a, these kids are going to experiment. They're curious. At least yeah. if you're going to be in that space, know what you're doing. Take care of yourself. Do you need pills? Like she was just very straight yeah. up with me about it. And so the first time I had sex, I was able to kind of talk to her on some homie shit. Like, guess what yeah. I did? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Because I knew she wasn't going to punish me, but it was more so like, I knew you're going to do it anyway. Like teenagers, early 20s, you're curious, you're experimenting. And instead of her trying to punish me out of it, she just was like, make sure you, you're you good. And, and if you need me in any capacity, like that's what I'm here for. And honestly, I really appreciated that friendship because wow. I always found that so cool that like I could talk to my mom about sex or what I was curious about and she was just like yeah. really open about it and then my other friends used to be like that's weird my mom would never but they were also like doing wild ass shit and then hey, didn't have help and and were mm-hmm. putting themselves in shitty positions because they just like yeah. didn't really know any better and have resources or outlets so I can see how you know the whole thing of like I'm not your little friend, but it's like it actually is cool to have a parent that's a friend. Yep. I agree, and 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 that transition should absolutely be happening around that preteen and teen age because you do they are you want them to start getting more accountability, you want them to start getting more responsibility, and you want them to be ready for the world. In order to do that, you have to have real life conversations with yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and you, and what tends to happen is instead we say, don't do this, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Stop right. this. Don't do-. And create and sneaky kids. <laughs> sneaky kids. Yeah. Sneaky it's kids. true. Now we had a lot of questions about special needs children. Parents yes. were like, you know, okay. Having these conversations with a child is one thing, but how do I do it? If my child is currently going through speech delays and they're seeing a speech mm-hmm. therapist they, or if they just might not necessarily understand what I'm even asking of them about putting clothes in a hamper or doing this, how do you, like, what are strategies for children who might have special needs and not necessarily understand what you're asking of them? Okay, so yeah, so I have two autistic children. My oldest daughter is nonverbal, so she... And, Nonverbal in the medical sense. What I mean by that is pair speaks, but it's usually maybe one or two words. Um, mm-hmm. and it's usually pulled from songs. So, you know, you'll be like, <laughs> All right, Paris, it's time to eat, and she'll start singing a song about food, you know, and, and that's her way of letting us know she knows it's time to eat. Right. Um, but for Come one on, musical baby. Fi- I love <laughs> yes, my I musical love boo. <laughs> <laughs> so for one, you need to find a way your baby communicates. Uh, mm. Paris is music, right? So we know, like, y'all hear I sing songs because that's what happens in the house because that's what how Paris communicates. So mm. she tries to not eat her vegetables. I do the, you know, we got to try new food because it might taste good. <laughs> so good. That's how we communicate. <laughs> um, your child might be signed. We do signs sometimes to talk to each other. Or they have picture books. I wish I had one down here, but there are 
communication books where you can help your children build sentences with pictures mm. um, so that you're communicating where you need to be, where you need to go, and concepts. Because mm. a lot of times what happens with autistic children who are nonverbal, they can still understand a lot. Sometimes not, but they can still understand a lot. They can't vocalize it. And so having those visual aids to communicate what's going to happen is very helpful. Visual schedules, visual communication books. Then you talk about iPads. We in the technology land, right? <laughs> you can you can type they love that damn iPad. Mm. <laughs> oh my but god. Listen, that listen. IPad, <laughs> you can have the iPad, have them type in the iPad and speak to you. So that's children who've never spoken in their lives who are able to type into the iPad and communicate with their families now. So it's that's like, incredible. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so and then same thing. Maybe you don't want to carry around a physical book of different pictures and activities. You can do that. They have that visual book in the iPad where you can build the sentences and stuff with visual aids. So looking at how your child communicates uh, when your child has special needs is a big deal because that mm -hmm. allows you to figure out how to communicate with them. Because with my nonverbal child, we still use the common corner. We're still teaching uh, emotional intelligence. We're still reviewing emotions. Um, I don't tell her, this is a happy face. I say, Paris, what's your happy face? And mm. she shows me her happy face. And I learn what she feels like is a happy face. Mm. Um, and on and on and on. Um, but then you also have to also think about the fact that you're maybe not going to be doing a lot of focusing on solutions, which is what we were talking about with Asante's method. You're going to be doing a lot more of Dustin's method, that logical consequences with your mm -hmm. children when you're, when you're doing those consequences. And so that's why it's really important to make sure those logical consequences are related, reasonable, respectful, and helpful. Because if you're doing logical consequences and their punishments and I'm a child who can't communicate and I'm getting mad, I might just shit on your floor because I don't know how to tell you I'm mad and, right, I'm, right. and, and I'm trying to miss Or I might just shred your shoes. You know, I don't know how to tell you that I'm mad and I don't like this. And so I'm going to tell you by misbehavior. And that's what happens a lot of times with parents with children who have special needs. They don't, they're like, I don't know why he's tearing up our stuff or tearing up. They're probably upset, but they don't know how to communicate that to you. But those logical consequences, you want them to be reasonable, respectful, related, and helpful. Um, and, but you can still have consequences. Like I said, you don't want to eat your food. That's fine. That means that you don't get to have anything later today. Mm. And what's the consequence for not eating your vegetables? Because I need help with that one. You said put it in a smoothie. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So so that would be that's a focusing on solution <laughs> method. But that's what we do. So we make a smoothie. Uh, so I tell Paris, I say, okay, uh, either we can have broccoli tonight in, in for dinner, or we can have broccoli with some peaches and blah, blah, blah for your afternoon smoothie. And parents say, ooh, smoothie, ooh, smoothie. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love that. Parents is so funny. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, we're talking about how she's going to eat the vegetables. The, the limit, you always need to find out what your limit is. My limit is we're going to eat some vegetables up in this house. But okay, the like, how, it has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But the how, I can work on you on. I can collaborate with you on that. Uh, I do the same with brushing teeth. We're going to brush our teeth in this house. But... <laughs> 
you know, do you want to listen to some music while you brush your teeth? You want to brush your teeth before your bath, after your bath? We can collaborate on those, mm. but we okay. brushing our teeth. You know, you want a mechanical pencil? I mean, toothbrush, or you want a regular mm-hmm. toothbrush? We can talk about that, but we brushing our teeth. Okay. So it's, it's like just you said, it's a collaborative child. effort. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now yes. we also got moms with the with the baby babies that are like, yes. you know, one mom said she's not a fan of the cried out method when it comes to getting a child to go sleep by themselves. She's read a lot, you know, she understands it's mm-hmm. not helpful. But she said, Tasha, do you have any suggestions on getting a three year old out of your bed from a tired mom who just wants her children to feel emotionally secure, but also wants to go to sleep <laughs> so here's what we did with riley check it check the mood think balance right so first have her still in your room but in her own bed so like get her a crib because she's three we had riley in the crib beside our bed mm. and we let her sleep like that and then we had her in the crib on the other side of the room and we let her sleep like that for a few nights and then eventually we moved to the other room. So it was just like a slow transition of getting her used to, you ain't sleeping with us no more. So right beside the bed, she still had us when she woke up. I could still pat her butt. You okay, you good. <laughs> and then she got used to that, being in the crib away from my bed. So then we moved the crib to the other side of the room. And she wake up, mommy, and we say, oh, we're still here. You're okay. Remember, you go back to sleep. And we get her back to sleep. And then... Eventually, we was like, all right, girl, you got to go to your own room. You got to go. <laughs> and then he moved her into her room. And and it was it was good because we did this transition slowly. So everything doesn't have to be end-all, be-all. You can transition. You just have to think about ways to do that. Right. Because I know there are parents that feel like if you rush to the child every time they cry, you're spoiling them. Yes. And creating and unhealthy attachments where, you know, then they'll cry for any reason just to get you to come because they realize, okay, she comes if I scream. So it becomes a manipulation. So parents were like, how do you work through that? Riley got me with that. So it, <laughs> you don't have to do the cry out method, but I would tell you, give it a minute, bro. And, and if you like me, you know, you, you got a little soft heart for your kids. Put a time on. I put a time on. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> She, cause she, I'm like, let me yeah, give it one it minute. 85 seconds. I'm going to go get her. Yeah. And then I do that. And then I, cause then I was like, okay, she really awake. Cause sometimes they wake up and like you said, they just want mom and they, they know mom going to come and they just do the end. Right. And you ain't really got to come. They can fall back to sleep. Mm. And so I would be like, okay, let me give it one minute. And then when she got to one minute and I was good, I was like, okay, let me give it two minutes. And I would do it like that. And I just started adding it, adding it up, adding it up. And then, you know, then you ain't got to come. So just try to space it out. One minute is not going to make or break your baby. I know that's hard, but it's not the cried out message. It's just spacing that out for that little one minute. Just let seeing if they're going to go back to sleep for a bit. Right. I don't we think there's no way I could let my baby just cry. So I'm, I know I'm that's why I know I would suck. I would nah. suck because I'm gonna mm-hmm. run every time. <laughs> but you listen, you would be surprised. Like man, it's After really a while. tough. Yeah, yeah. Because so I, my husband, he be sleeping. He come 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 fooey. So I'm already <laughs> up trying to make sure the baby is good in the bed when they sleep yeah, with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you ain't getting no sleep. So by the time you get to like two years, you be like, you got to get up out my bed. I need sleep. 
like, okay, it was beautiful. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Get in your bed. <laughs> okay. We have a couple more because I just want to make sure to cover, yes. you know, some of the bases. Personal space, especially yes. when they're young. Toddlers don't mm-hmm. understand personal space. And the moms are like, they're overstimulated or uh, overtouched. They just want, how do you create that understanding with a toddler without them feeling abandoned or neglected or pushed away in any way? What's the strategy so, for that? So this is a hard one in that, first of all, you're going to have to build the connection. We call it secure attachment. I wish I could share my screen, but I don't think I can. So with secure attachment, the idea is that baby cries, mommy goes to get baby, whatever checks, you know, does the checks, you need your butt change, you need, you know, blah, blah, meets whatever need the baby cry for, puts baby down. And then as baby gets to be about 18 months, there is a secure attachment built where I know that when I cry, when I need something, mommy's going to come. And then you transition that. At the 18 months is when things start happening. Maybe they need to go to daycare or they need to go to family members. And the baby's like, oh, wait, I have an attachment to you, not to other people. But then you say, I'm going to be back at this time. Or mommy will be back at this point or, you know, whatever. And then you come back. And so the baby sees that, right? When you leave, you come back. Your word is your bond. Mm -hmm. And then they build on that. What tends to happen is... Some parents, they word don't be their bond. And so the kid don't be trusted. <laughs> did you go come back? Or did you go meet their needs? Because you wouldn't meet their needs and you weren't coming back. So the first thing you have to do is build that secure attachment and that trust. But once you have it built, you can start adding up to that. So what I what I mean is, I have autism. There are times when I need space. And so mm-hmm. I'll be like, Riley. Mommy needs space, please. And she'll be like, mommy needs space. And she'll do the little lip tremble. Because, of course, they're not going to always be happy about it. And I say, yes, but I'm not mad at you. Mommy just needs space for 10 minutes, okay? And she said, okay, 10 minutes. I said, okay. And I'll put a time on. Oh, my God. And she'll give me the 10 minutes. (laughs) But you're going to have to, you have to build up and you have to be honest about that. What tends to happen is moms don't do that. And I was guilty of it, too. The baby come. She... She done breastfed. Now she touching on you. You just like, oh my God, these niggas don't go away. Right. Jesus. Right. You be, you got a snot rag on this side. You got, <laughs> and you just like, oh my God. But how did, sleep. how did you, how did, how did you get Riley to understand what space meant? You know, like how does so, she know that means I need to go back to my room or I need to like yes. walk away from mom? So, you got to teach it. And what really helps is Riley needs space sometimes. So mm. that, and, and that's kind of a cheap move because Riley is, you know, she's autistic and she has sensory avoidance. So she gets tired of people mm. um, and things after Felt. a while. And so she'll be like, like she likes people, but then she'll, and she'll be in the moment. And then after a while, she'll be like, okay, this was great. Bye-bye everyone. Wow. Um, Relatable <laughs> content. <laughs> And then she'll say, space, please, space, room. <laughs> yes, <laughs> She's teaching me some things. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. Once I started seeing she need, I was like, okay, well, mommy needs space sometimes too. Sometimes mommy 
don't like to be around people or get touched anymore either. And, you know, we'll talk about it. Um, but even when it happens, you're going to have to be ready because what, what your kids are adorable to you. It don't matter if you got the biggest bowl of gravy baby ever, it's still the most adorable baby to you. Right. And so when I told first told her space, please, it would, and I would be like, Oh, (laughs) but you gotta stay strong (laughs) because you need your space too. Mm. And you tell them how long the space is so that they, so that they have some time frame. They know, you know, how long it's going to be because 10 minutes is a long time to a kid without a timer. Yeah. Mm. Two minutes is a long time to kids mm. without a timer. So give them such a timer. An, not- and such an important practice because they're adults that yeah. don't know how to give you space. You know, friendships, yes. relationships, they take it personal. They think you don't mm-hmm. like them and they, you know, project all kinds mm-hmm. of emotions on it. And mm-hmm. so to have this practice where Riley even knows how to ask for it, she knows it's okay mm-hmm. to ask for it. She mm-hmm. has a language for it. She's going to be, because I love space. I'm one of those people that I do not feel bad asking. Even my partner, <laughs> if I need a weekend, mm-hmm. I'll tell him, like, I need a weekend. He'll go away or I'll go away. And it's never like a, I'm mad at you. You know, because people will assume you're mad at me that I do something. And it's like, no, I just really enjoy my company. And sometimes I want to be <laughs> alone. I'm also an only yes. child. You know, like, there's certain things I've built up. So yeah. I love that Riley is learning that at two, you know, where she, as she grows up, she'll be able to feel, know that she has permission to ask for that. And more adults should, should know that. And more adults should. So that's why I was wondering, how do you teach that to a kid so young at two? Like, And it starts with alone? small things, right? Yeah. Like, and not even just space. Parents need to have boundaries and they don't realize it. Yes. And so you're reading the same stupid book 500 times and you're tired <laughs> and you're getting overstimulated. You can say, okay, we're going to read this. We, Mommy's limit for reading this book is three times. We can read it three times and then we have to choose another book or we're mm. all done. Just put a limit on it. That's or real. you know what? Mommy doesn't want to play with dolls today. Can we do something that, me, that both of us want to do? There's nothing mm. wrong with that. But what happens? You sitting up reading that same, you know, five jumps on the bed. That tired ass ten times. <laughs> <laughs> ten times you mad. And then the dumbass <laughs> rabbit said. <laughs> I love that. Especially with kids. They will watch the same cartoon 75 times. Oh, my God. And that was another big thing. We were letting the kids dominate the TVs. And me and my husband started realizing, I was like, babe, you haven't watched the game on the TV in like forever. And so he watched the game. Riley came in there and she was like, Daniel Tiger, please. And I was like, no, daddy's watching his game. He's going to, daddy finish his game. And then you can watch Daniel Tiger. And she was like, yeah you know riley friends and she was like what? and i was like okay. yes i was like yes daddy daddy is watching his 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 show he's gonna watch it and and she said how long and daddy said it's got it's got 10 minutes on the clock, but they clock different because it's a basketball game, no. right? <laughs> so I was like, come on, Riley. Me and you do something else. Daddy, go watch his game. But yeah, you got to start establishing those boundaries or your life just starts revolving around your kids. See, and even Riley asking how long. The average parent would think that that's the kid talking back. 
and yeah. would punish mm-hmm. them for it. Don't talk back. You know, you're not so with you, you just view that as conversation. Like she has the right to ask because you're asking her to wait and she wants to know how long. And that's how that. long am I waiting? Yeah. It, it it would never occur to me that that's back talk. There's so many things that people like when we're, <laughs> when we're out at the park, we're out doing things. Riley's very vocal and she does ask questions and people look at us so crazy. And I, <laughs> it, 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 because I have the privilege of COVID. I, I say that because I really have had the privilege of being able to positive discipline without shady looks. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I, I mean, I live in Atlanta. I live in a black ass neighborhood. And hey. so, but I have, I have been afforded not having as many shady looks because of COVID. Right. And so like when we'll go <laughs> to the park or something, uh, like, Paris had a tantrum and I told I don't play. I drop down to the ground with the kids when they have a tantrum and start talking to them at eye level. Um, and I kid you not. So I was focused on the tantrum. And so as I got the tantrum back together, got Paris the breathing and said, okay, now you're going to wait though. Cause he has the swing. So we have to wait for him to get done with the swing. So what can we do instead? And she was like, slide. And we went to go slide. And I looked up, we going to go slide, and I look, and I realize the whole park is looking at us. They got real nervous. Like, All right, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, and I'm so sure that's it, part of it too. Is is feeling yeah. confident that even if you're misunderstood in your parenting style, whether it's by your community or your family, that you know what you're doing, you know why you're doing it. Because I know that's a big part of it. That is. And I'm going to be honest, that's probably where either my autism or the fact that I've always been the woo-woo girl um, kind of comes in to help me out with that. I've always been a weirdo. You know what I mean? I was the one who breastfed for 50 years. I was the one who cloth (laughs) diapered. I was the one who did Montessori. Mm -hmm. I was the one who who was reading all the books and was a top accelerated reader and, 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 and all that. I've always been the weirdo. So it's, it's okay. So you could tune them out or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Like, but I can understand a parent who, who hasn't always had that situation going on and maybe wanting to try being worried about that because they do be looking, they do. And they do <laughs> say some little shady stuff, but you know, I'm a weirdo, but I can fight, and I'm from Georgia, so I'll say some shady <laughs> shit, right, bitch? <laughs> These hands are trained, baby. I, I, I am. I, I, I know what you, what you say. I'm, 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 I'm gentle and positive with her. I'm positive with them. <laughs> that ain't true. <laughs> that ain't true. <laughs> and it's crazy that people would have anything to say because it's like, it's a child, you know, having a tantrum and you're resolving that. It's not like you decide to go over there and start yelling with them. So that's why it's like, I would rather you getting looks for doing something right versus you getting, doing looks for doing something crazy or like really insane. But you're literally just leveling with the child. That's because you know bad what? That. When that woman popped that little girl, when so let me, let me, I'm gonna set Ooh. this in. It's on Twitter, but my daughter and the little girl were playing, and then the mom realized that the daughter's nose was running, and so she was yelling at her, you know, because she she wiped her nose with like her sleeve, and she was yelling at you know, don't wipe your nose, just see if she was wiping her nose. And then Riley, my daughter, came up. And Riley's really, she she thinks she's the assistant manager, everybody. So she's like, I can help you wipe your nose. Oh. And the little girl pushed Riley down. And oh. before me, me yeah, and me and Christian were immediately were like, oh, it's okay. And nope, she pop, 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 pop the little girl for pushing Riley down. Oh, no. So, 
Look, yeah, and it was like good. loud pops. We're pushing Riley. <laughs> we like Riley. It's Riley. It's a Riley safe space up in here. <laughs> we're pushing O'Reilly down up in here, bitch. But she we could have worked it out. <laughs> we because with you don't teach someone. Think about how that how that how that programs no, in the yeah, head. Absolutely, yeah. I you you're you popped me three times, but but you popped me for, for pushing her. Yeah. Yeah, so I pushed her because I felt like she did something wrong. And then you popped me because you felt like I did something wrong. So I didn't learn the lesson here. The lesson has mm. not been learned mm. at all. It's been enforced, actually. That's so um, real. And she probably just didn't have the language to ask Riley for space in that moment. Exactly. Cause Which Riley is what she needed. Right? She was like, exactly. get away from yeah. me. Space, but because please. her mom responds with aggression, she's responding with aggression. So that's exactly. what's being taught. Damn. And then the girl started crying and, and was trying to hug her mom. Her mom was like, no, you need to behave. And that was really oh. when Riley lost it. Riley's little lips started wobbling. Riley started crying. And then, because oh. Riley didn't cry about the push, she cried because of that. And yeah. so Aww. I got down. Yeah, I got down to eye level and I was like, Riley, you're safe. I'm here. You're safe. If you want to make, I don't want to say her name, but Mm -hmm. if you want to make her feel safe, you can go up to her and and say, "Um, I'm sorry for invading your space. And it's okay. And so then she went up to her and then Riley can't say anything. Riley said, I'm sorry for in space. You you okay? (laughs) You okay? And she gave her a hug. But then I could tell the little girl was uncomfortable now around Riley. Riley And she said it, never mind. She's probably embarrassed. She's embarrassed. Too. She's embarrassed. I don't like right. pushing your and baby, so- but go ahead. <laughs> I don't like that. So then Riley falls down again in the mulch. And I'm like, so she, 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 I want to say has an attitude, but she's upset, right? So I'm like, Riley, you want to go to the swings? No swing. You want to go to something? No slide. Like she's upset, right? <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, okay, you want to leave? And she like, no leave. I was like, okay, then we got to. <laughs> We got to get up and do something. But she's looking at me shady, right? So I'm like, what's going on? Then my husband comes. Because my other daughter, Paris, as soon as the pops happened, Paris ran. So my <laughs> husband ran after Paris. <laughs> I told y'all my kids had to like somebody got shot. So <laughs> Paris ran. <laughs> like, oh, they shoot. <laughs> she so my husband <laughs> came back with <laughs> She was out. <laughs> You know? She said, oh, no, I don't know what they're doing over here. She we'll said, hey, no, they're abusing kids out here. I'm out. <laughs> so my husband comes back with Paris, and she sees Daddy, and she says, Daddy, help, please. That's Riley Aww. says. And I look, and I realize, maybe she judging me because I ain't say nothing to the mama. Like, she like, you let that girl get her ass whooped. Like, I don't Oh, no. she like Ooh. she was kind of done with me too. <laughs> she didn't trust nobody. She didn't trust no women. She said, "Daddy, help, please." I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, wow. and kids are so observant, man. Like, yeah. Oh man. So we took them for a walk, Paris and Riley, and we explained to both of them, you know, that there are mommies and daddies who hit their kids, but. Uh, we don't hit them, and we don't, and nobody else, no other adults, will be hitting them or allowed Aww, to hit them. Man. Okay. Um, and Aww. I, I'm not really sure if that really, you know what I mean. But she started feeling better. We got home, and she said she needed space, and she went to her room, and she took a nap in her room. 
Oh, uh, but yeah, it it was it was real interesting. And but once again, that's why I talk about when people are like, you know, they're gonna think that the world is no, because the world is trash. The world is still gonna show my kids who it is, right? Okay? Right. And I'm gonna be able to navigate it and help them and support them in knowing how the world is. Oof. And it's another reason why you can't be in your house hitting and pushing because they're gonna deal with that in the playground already. Like. Mm. <laughs> Give them a respite. Let them have a safe space somewhere at least. And then later, my husband told me like when he was, when he had Riley and a little girl came up to him to ask if she could play with Riley, the mom was immediately like, why are you talking to him? She was like, (laughs) he was like, she was ready to beat her anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sucks. Oh, poor baby. It sucks. Yeah. So yeah. And so it's, it's, it's just, the world is going to be the way the world is going to be. And right. so me positive discipline in my kids is not going to keep my kids from people getting their ass beat from my kids probably getting their ass beat once or twice. Cause we still going to put them in jujitsu. Cause we ain't trying hey, to hell have yeah. here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, those things are going to happen and we will still support them through and still be positive disciplining around here. I mean, I think this is the perfect place to end it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. The story <laughs> and just remi- remembering that the world is going to be what the world is, like you said, but your home is going to be what your home is, regardless. As for me and mine. Exactly. Is there any last things, the guys, Sante, Dustin, that you'd like to tell Tosh? I saw a video clip today, vi- a viral clip, where this little boy was, it was like a, a graduation ceremony in a school or a church or something like that. And the little boy got up to the mic when he, he was supposed to say his name or whatever. He was like, my mama with me every day and ran off. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. And I just felt like that was the perfect closing <laughs> remark from me to you. That's all. <laughs> I'm going to tweet you the link. <laughs> no, I'm going to shoot you That's the link. All. I just want to say thank you. There's literally nothing else I can say after that. Just the, from one human to another human that just likes people to respect each other. And I think you're being a you're bringing a great perspective around what this is. And it's just humans respecting. And there really ain't much more needed than that because I feel a lot of us do lack that and lack that in learning that in our childhood. So the fact that you're emphasizing that and bringing that back to people that are full grown adults that aren't realizing they need to instill that in their kids is beautiful. So just thank you. Yes, it's true. This is I'm so thankful for this conversation. I would love to have you back because, like I said, like I have pages and pages. Look at this of questions that people had. I wrote them all down. So it just is such an important conversation. And I know parents are going through so much. I know a lot of them want to be helpful, want to be loving. And a lot of times just don't have the tools or the resources and you giving this to our community, most importantly, um, it's just so I'm thankful that we have the platform to get this out because you could be changing so many lives today just by this conversation. I know you've already changed so many lives. because I see the parents who thank you on a daily basis on our timeline, you know, yes. thanking you for, for putting these actionable items into their awareness that it's not something we grew up on. Um, I know people think this is a trend because they're seeing it more, but mm-hmm. I really think it's just that our emotional intelligence and our empathy and how we treat each other is at the forefront of the conversation now. Like people are being more mindful. 
and and changing their ways and trying to figure out how to create more of an ecosystem in their environments and in their relationships interpersonal relationships so we just thank you so much for taking the time out absolutely and actually to speak on that the trend Mm -hmm. thing so right because they do think it's a trend (laughs) so prior to colonization colonization is what brought you punishment and reward parenting if you look at all of the indigenous tribes, if you look at, I have a book on um, Zulu parenting. Uh, it's called The Art of Babysitting. But um, when you look at the indigenous tribes of Africa, of Hawaii, of the many different places that were colonized prior to colonization and the way that they parented, it's very similar to positive discipline. Mm. It's treating children as respect as respectful beings. But the difference is it was a community-wide effort. It mm. wasn't a mom and dad effort. It was a community-wide effort. Usually the elders, because mom and dad were out doing hunter-gathering type stuff, right? So they're out taking care of the fields, or they're out getting the food, or they're out being... And the older generations raise the children but they raise the children to be capable they raise the children as a part of the community building the life skills and characteristics that they thought that their community needed from those children in those children and then white people brought colonization Ah, (laughs) and slavery and beatings and all of those things in in to all of those different indigenous areas. And then we had the transatlantic slave trade and then we had industrialism and capitalism and those things brought punishment and reward parenting. Um, But initially, traditionally, what we're doing is is pretty much that. Like, of course, we've built new methods. We have like routine charts. That's that's because it's a modern society. Right. Yeah, exactly. it's adjusted. exactly right. Exactly, but the ideology of that children are humans that need to be respected and are a part of your community and need to be taught skills and be a part of your community, uh, as opposed to just being this person that you punish and discipline and move around. That is indigenous to us. Wow. Ooh. Now that is how you end the episode. The more you know. <laughs> I was just saying know. that's how you clear, bitch. But I mean, this is better. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. We just getting back to our roots. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. man. Tosh, thank mm-hmm. you so much. That was a perfect tidbit, too, for people to reconsider. Because I know a lot in our community are still a, a bit resistant because they think this is white people shit. <laughs> but little yes. do they know, it's actually the opposite. So mm. exactly, and mm. I can actually send y'all send y'all those book links. Like Dustin Please said, I see the link. I see. Please do. Make sure you Please do. Because I, I will like add that. Ain't no new shit. Yeah. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> Plymouth Rock landed on us, goddammit. I can't wait. For more information on Natasha Nelson's work, her classes, and her printouts, follow her on Twitter at twitter.com slash supernovamama. That's S-U-P-E-R-N-O-V-A-M-O-M-M-A. So as always, we love you guys so, so much. We hope that you found this episode useful, which you know is is our favorite thing to do. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to catch our live stream on Patreon on the 23rd, which is tomorrow or today, depending when you're listening. Right? We'll we'll post that link. Asante, take us out of here. (laughs) Stay black and protect your magic. Bye.
price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last.